Jacob, please tell we'll watch him. Somebody please tell me that we watch Fallen Angels and not Chunking. No, it's Chunking. Yeah, what? Oh my gosh, what? John. John. Are you oh are you joking? <laughs> is this a joke? Troy, you told me Fallen Angels. <laughs> no. You told me Fallen Angels multiple times. No way. I can literally go find the text. I can find the text you told me over the phone to watch Fallen Angels. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. <laughs> back baby classic weekly podcast this is the this is the classic yeah these are weekly baby yeah we've been posting them every single week if you're listening and you're saying what at best these were every other month and at worst it's been months since the last one that's because you're not on our patreon which you can't sign up for (laughs) we have listen it's an it's an exclusive thing we're not taking new patreons at the time moment Patreons. We're, We're taking, taking new Patreons. patrons at the moment. Anyway, so follow us on Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> 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 All right, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All we right, are so. no longer supporting Patreon. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So, as you've heard. Today we're talking about 1995, Fallen Angel. Wong Kar Wai. Wong Kar Wai. Wong Kar Wai. I've heard some people say Wong Kar Wai. I've seen some people say Wong Kar Wai. Obviously, white boys in the chat, Wong Kar Wai. <laughs> anyone anyone want to put forth a, a an SOP? Yeah, what are we going with? Just one car white. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I want to go with away. Can we not? All say right, we're going. Is it, is it actually? Listen, listen. I think one car away. I've only dude, heard it. Okay, I yeah, I like one car way because it's still. We're not trying to go the full Chinese, where it's like one car way. Why not? Yeah, but we'll we'll, we'll do so a little stupid. mix. One car way. I I'm gonna say wrong car way. <laughs> 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 Holy shit, did anyway, you see because how I'm not his teeth are? Oh my goodness. He's, He's got some he bad teeth. rotten teeth. If you go to his Uh-oh. wiki, go to his wiki. Let's look at his... <laughs> for, for, <laughs> our, hey, for our users at home, it oh looks like gosh. he's been eating poop and refuses, <laughs> <laughs> refuses to brush his teeth. <laughs> Alright, I'm looking at his teeth. Podcast canceled. <laughs> Well, did right. you see it? I mean, you see how much everybody smokes in the movie. It's like, so true. God damn it. Fucking bing bong way, man. What is he eating? Okay. So. <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? All right. So we're talking about Fallen Angels now. We've all got beef with this decision. Uh, I think Sam has something to say. I think Sam's got something What did to I have to say? This. Um... Oh, oh, it seems, well, based on everything I've read, it seems like, like, Chunking Express and Fallen Angels, they almost seem like they need to be reviewed together. I don't know it, because, I don't, I don't know that for sure, because I haven't seen Chunking that's, Express, but... That's probably, that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, this is also what I'm, my estimation, 
Well, he says that all his films are, you know, are on this movie. continuum. What, you say, say la vie? <laughs> no, I said they're all the same movie. Yeah, they're all the same movies. So you can, if you've <laughs> seen one, you've seen them all. Say, you know, he'd be saying, say a rock. Say love you. Yo, Winfro, we'll go why in a recent interview said, when asked about all his movies, said, say love you. Anyway, yeah, no, it does seem extremely keyed. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice. <laughs> anyway, so he, uh, yeah, apparently Fallen Angels is like extremely linked and uh is uh, so, sort of meant to be subsequent to chunking it was like written in a development Chunking, right yeah he says it's like the third story of chunking and but that it would have been too long so he made it into a separate movie uh so that does kind of stink but also apparently there's still really different like chunking although it's evil that i even know anything about chunking and even more evil that I continue to disseminate information. Well, I just want to be transparent. It's apparently much more like that, uh, I didn't know there was any relation and narratively focused than Fallen Angels in this movie. Which uh, it's much less not to sneak peek uh, my own views, but I just I could noticed, have used some of well, that. Well, I don't know if it was a coincidence or not, but there were certain points when the word Chunking was. Yeah, the Chunking Hotel. I so I, I was like I was like what, but I. I didn't know that they were um, related. It, it was the name yeah. of the hotel. Right? Well, it's a, it's a name. It's a location, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no one's seen Chunking except John, right? Yeah. Perfect. I feel like we've, the three of us have discredited ourselves now. All right, perfect. Let's uh, <laughs> let's just yeah. Now now I will talk for yeah, the next please. two hours. Yeah. Everybody, everybody shut that up. Alright, so uh, maybe I'll read this uh, description from Criterion. And we'll begin here. Lost souls reach out for human connection amid a glimmering Hong Kong. Sorry. Amid a glimmering Hong Kong in Wangarwei, hallucinatory neon soaked nocturne. Originally conceived as a segment of Chungking Express, only to spin off on its own woozy axis. Fallen Angels plays like the dark, moody flip side of its predecessor as it charts the subtly interlaced fates of a handful of urban loners, including a coolly detached hitman looking to go straight, his business partner who secretly yearns for him, and a mute delinquent who wrecks mischief, wreaks mischief by night. Swinging between hard-boiled noir and slapstick lunacy with giddy abandon, the film is both a dizzying and dazzling city symphony. A poignant meditation on love, loss, and longing in a metropolis that never sleeps. Ugh, this movie sucked. Okay, let's do opening thoughts. <laughs> Who goes first? Me. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, so listen. Okay, well, no, I'm in the top. Okay, listen, we have we go by Discord, okay? And I think I'm there because, well, actually, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, this movie... I'll use some technical language here, and we can go over the vocab after, definitions, whatnot. Listen, the movie's a vibe. The movie's a straight vibe. (laughs) It's a straight vibe. Now, was I – I love the vibe. I was having fun. But was it low-key busting all over my face like jizz and cum would? I don't know. But I did really like it. I had a lot of fun, a lot of interesting things, a lot of things I'm not a huge fan of. So, uh, I'm feeling good about it, but it didn't, I am disappointed, ultimately. It didn't rock my socks. 
uh, I have seen In the Mood for Love, and I was ready for that level of, uh, I was ready for that, I was ready for that level. Even though I, I prepped Troy. And by John saying prepped, he literally called me when he found out I was going to watch Fallen Angels and said, hey, just so you know, it's not as good as Fallen Angels. I mean, That's it's not nice. as good as In the Mood for Love. And you're not going to like it. Imagine how that affected my (laughs) experience. That is not what I said. And I just want to say also, my prediction for this pod is that, yeah, we're going to have a good time talking about Fallen Angels, but it's going to be much more, it's going to be a ripe proving ground for just arguing about stuff in general. And uh, I think John and Sam share a lot of commonality in their hatred of me and my, some of my approaches. Uh like when it comes to this topic of uh, spoiling and things like this. But anyway, that's, that's all I got. John's evil. All right. Uh, I this is the second time I watched this movie, and um, I like it. I like the movie. I, I yeah. I think I think it's like kind of strongest points as like a full film, like from start to finish, is um, like atmospheric like it it is definitely a vibe uh but i do think there are definitely especially the second time around like you know the first time i watched it i had watched in the mood for love i really liked in the mood for love i've seen it i'd seen it several times and i thought that this movie was going to be similar and then it's just not even close to similar um but so it was kind of jarring. It took me a while to like really get into it or care about anything. Um, but I don't know. The second time around, like knowing a little bit more what to what to like expect, I I don't know. I was kind of surprised at like certain um, certain scenes, like the I don't know, kind of level of emotion and stuff in certain scenes. It, would just like suddenly like would just be like emotionally effective in a way that I was not anticipating. But I, so I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Um, this time watching it and I generally like the film, but there's that. I mean, yeah, I don't like everything though, but the, um, and it's not like, yeah, not knock my socks off as, uh, Troy would say, but the, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I do like it. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tack on to the dog pile here, the vibe pile, um, and say it was definitely oh. definitely a vibe. Um, I feel the way I felt at the end. The, the word I would have used instead is it's very moody, um, and sometimes to a fault, um, but for the most part. I think it lands good. I feel like the themes, though, like, like I, I didn't find myself particularly like, um, like immersed in the film. Um, maybe it is because of those moments where it feels like, I don't, I don't want to say angsty. I, I, the best word I can think of is moody, um, and like especially um, with certain characters and also with the music, um, and just like. Other things involving sound in the film. Because uh, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, like, think, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the a lot of the music used, I mean, it almost, like, there's a part of me, it's like, like, well, maybe I just don't, I don't know the time or the place, uh, like, um, 
that, that this movie, like the context of the movie and like the culture at that time. I don't know anything about Hong Kong, blah, 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 but it doesn't really matter because it just didn't strike me in a way that was like, uh, I guess like moving or anything. Um, but like, I like the themes. I liked you're showing right now like these shootouts the shootouts were actually i can't believe how long i can't believe how long this scene is i always i can't believe i'm talking it seems like right it goes now by pretty you're, quick. you're talking in the middle <laughs> Sorry. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um no i i loved i loved a lot of the shootouts um and like a lot of the <laughs> the way it was filmed sorry troy what, what were you saying no i'm just saying i can't believe how long this scene is i, I remember being much shorter is this you're not you're just replaying it over and over again yeah, right? what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> so i was just watching out of the corner of my eye um <laughs> but um yeah that was the one thing that was kind of disappointing because i really liked a lot of the cinematography and like what was happening on screen was really cool and fascinating but then i feel like it's difficult to get connect to it in the same way if like you're not really there on the music and the soundtrack um and especially for something that's like like this where it's supposed to be like it it felt like it was very like aesthetic forward if that's not there it's kind of hard to connect in the same way so Hmm. Um, is it my turn to go so i just want to first of all completely make a complete 180 from this sort of uh vibe (laughs) language i think it's very reductive and i think it's it's gonna uh hinder us in our talking about this movie. And with that out of the way, I just want to get my opening statement out. So this is the ultimate Sigmatic movie. It's a combination combination of Blade Runner, Let's move away from Drive vibe. 2011. This is Sigmatic. Blade Runner, Drive 2011, Nightcrawler. It's basically a combination of all of that, except, of course, in Hong Kong. Um, this is, you know, obviously has very heavy noir elements. Um, basically the entire time in the movie, it's nighttime. And that sort of adds to the Blade Runner-esque, Nightcrawler-esque vibe, quote-unquote, as my other interlocutors would put it. Um, I think that a lot of this was influenced by, um, you know, genetic memory and how the Chinese, especially in Hong Kong, were traumatized uh, by the Opium Wars, because uh, obviously Hong Kong was a uh, part of the British Empire. The British ruled it for a long time, and they actually retreated in the 80s, as uh, is referenced in um, in um, Rush Hour 1. Um so yeah, they're basically dealing with the fallout of of opium trafficking and British rule, and this is a way for these uh, wrong wrong road way to um, <laughs> to basically process that trauma. Um, the shootouts, of course, added to the whole um, traumatic. It was it was a way. It was the energy. Um, sort of escaping being expressed that traumatic energy um also i'd like (laughs) to just add that this movie's stance on women is pretty clear women are evil as far as this movie is concerned and um i also thought it was 
interesting how the mute sadist character he becomes obsessed <laughs> with um, uh, filming things, and that's clearly a statement by the director that um, media and and film is evil. And yeah, uh, and is for oh, mute sadists. Overall, overall, I'd like to just. I'm going to agree with everyone in that in saying that this was a vibe. Um, just looking at the movie, just looking at the movie, I wouldn't have initially thought that it would be worth watching. But um, I think I think you know you can't judge a book by its cover, and I found myself to be instantly immersed in whatever was going on, mainly vis-a-vis the aesthetics of the film, and. That's all I have written down. So, awesome. My opening statement's over. <clears throat> you know, obviously, Jacob did his homework. Um, because uh, he's spot on with the British, the British China dilemma. Um, and the, the BC, the BCQ, the BC, yeah, the BCQ. <laughs> He's following with the BCQ, and it's been super discussed how... And I felt this when watching the film, too. Like, the... The, like, super strong Western elements in the Chinese... Like, a a sort of um, antagonism between the, the strong Western elements in a Chinese world. Uh, and this is taking place in, like, this kind of transitory period between British and Chinese... Uh, like political dominance of the of Hong Kong but uh well all right well I'll just um, what do you think about this what do you think about this here we have a postmodern film that I'm not a huge fan of this whole thing of like listen if you're Kafka fine you get a pass <laughs> but you know you want to shoot everything in this absurd wide angle and make me immediately feel very disconnected from the characters to reflect their disconnection with their world and their peers and the two narratives that never connect. Yeah, I get it, but I don't it makes it makes it hard to love these people, it makes it hard to care and I think just I wish there was a a little more of a narrative. Cuz you know, the vibe's not going to take me far enough. Chicago Sun guys, you know, said it's style over substance. Robert Ebert said it's kind of, you know, first of all, Fuck Roger Ebert. Yeah, uh, I was just say, you can't quote Roger Ebert to no, no, support no. what you're saying. Yeah. No, I'm allowed. Because I'm, I want to get to Sam's thing about the angsty. Because that, I think I have some interesting thoughts on. But it's kind of exhausting and kind of exhilarating. It will appeal to the kind of people you see in the Japanese animation section of the video store. With their sleeves cut off so you can see their tattoos. And to those who subscribe to more than three film magazines. And to members of garage bands. And to art students. It's not for the average moviegoers, unless, of course, they want to see something new. Which I think is, like, really just a style, style over substance claim. Uh, but I don't know. There are movies that are, you know, debatably just pure style that I've really enjoyed. Uh, and on the topic of the mute guy, that, like, sometimes it does feel... I don't know if angsty is the right term, but almost like a sort of, like, a like a Kaufman, like a Kaufman type thing, or this, or like a, uh, just like almost too, quir- like, like it comes off as maybe overly quirky, which 
I've unfortunately, I think I, it helped me notice that I've just become irrationally allergic to quirkiness. And, uh, I tried to put those, I put those allergies aside, but is anyone vibing with I mean, my vibe right now? I th- I think you know what I'm saying. Well, like the mute guy, the, the mute guy, no, the girl. Oh, it's so wacky and quirky and crazy. I I think I think the they first time I watched it, cream? I think I think it's like in a I think it's like an adjustment thing of like just generally where like you're sitting when watching the film because um, especially this time around watching it. I mean, I don't know. I took a lot of that stuff just for granted. You know, it wasn't like. Oh man, do I really believe that this guy just chose to stop talking or something? You know, like that's so weird. It was like, I don't know. I just kind of took it for granted that that's like just part of his character, and then didn't think about it at all, like past like some kind of like qualifying it. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like this is like, and also kind of like an aversion to like maybe some like the really strong genre elements like that like may have been alienating or something too i don't know i feel like these are things that are like i don't think they're necessarily things wrong with the movie i think there are things wrong with like the way one watches the movie because i do think that there's like a lot of genuine like really good emotional content and that like i don't know if it's keeping you at a distance because because of these like elements or like I don't know what you're labeling as like quirkiness like I don't know watching it this time around I don't know I I just like that did not seem like that much of a barrier to me even though I know you're like I don't I, I don't think it's the same thing I don't think it's the same thing as like Wes Anderson's like less emotionally compelling movies you know where like, where like, Wes Anderson, Wes thing. Anderson, it's like it's like the aesthetic literally gets in the way of the emotional content. Like I think I think this movie is actually super emotional, and it also is strongly, like very very strong aesthetics and atmosphere and like genre elements, like kind of playing with each other. But I think I think that it has both. It and like, I don't know. I, I think that like. I don't know, because, I mean, I'd be being hypocritical if there weren't, like, points where I felt like, okay, yeah, this is just not hitting, because, like, I'm not, like, super into this particular thing that's supposed to be cool, you know, but, like, um, but I don't know, I, I don't think, I don't think that's, I, I don't, like, fault the film for that, or Wong Kar Wai for that, necessarily. Yeah, I don't think the quirkiness is, like, getting in my way, I'm just saying... At first, I was noticing an aversion to it, which made me sad. But I do think, I think too much of the film, this is unrelated maybe to the quirky thing, but just saying like sometimes stuff hits and sometimes it doesn't. And there isn't like, for me, a coherent enough like overall thread that I'm following that keeps me engaged like all the way through the way, you know, a narrative normally would serve to do. Yeah, that makes so sense. like sometimes for example like when we get introduced introduced to the mute guy i think he explains right didn't he like eat a can of pineapple or yeah. something yeah he used to Which, be very talkative and it exploded before. yeah no, he just I, eats it I, doesn't talk I, it was expired i i do i do i yeah this is when i was gonna get into just like 
having problems with there not being like a thematic like thread that like holds it together it this is when watching chunking express would have been useful which i don't know it's like that just because a lot of what's kind of built up and focused on on chunking express is like further talked about and played with in this film and so i don't know which that not to say that we can't talk about it or something but just to say that like we can't talk about it. i we, i don't know just to bring it up that that's like i don't know seems yeah still relevant yeah. can we just... address the elephant in the room which is that i obviously was supposed to like this movie the least but i'm honestly <laughs> feeling like i might have enjoyed it the most just Why from what i'm it? hearing from everyone i just want you to know i wouldn't have said that I well, I'm just saying that. What hit? For me, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my hardest to not use the word vibe. Um, yeah, let's get real. As a crutch. Listen, we were being funny earlier. Time to get real. So kind of. uh, Time to be real. Having having a window (laughs) into these people's lives, I just um, I don't know. I just found it very. You know, the little narrative there was, I found intriguing, and it was, um, like, it, it. none of it seemed, like, I don't know, overly contrived or, like, hard to access. Like, it wasn't like each of the characters was just, it, it, it wasn't like they were each just kind of, like, an amalgamation of, like, weird ideas and they weren't acted like they didn't seem like people like i felt like all the characters were um like they were obviously like they it, it was easy to to view them as like people and not as just like because a lot of other movies we watch like all, the characters can very easily just be made into like idols for different ideals and i don't think that that was like what was going on in this i think that they felt a lot more human and it was just um i felt and i just felt engaged in like their life and um i don't know a lot of that is probably still due to like the aesthetics um no i think i mean i mean i don't know i feel like the especially the mute guy like i mean i don't know about you guys but i definitely got like pretty emotional during the whole like video camera stuff you know and like just like building up to that point you know it's like he's obviously like insane and does all these weird kind of terrible things but like in the context of the film you know it's like not it's like so i don't know i will i like spending time with him you know like the scenes are so funny and he's i don't know i find him like entertaining and like he's more of like uh yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's a, a real person. Like, I don't think I don't think is totally like he's just some weird crazy guy or something like that, and I like can't relate yeah. to him or something. Like, I, I like I like him, you know. Right. Well, I'm just yeah. like I'm more responding to like Troy when he says like he would have appreciated there being a little bit more narrative to like um, guide the film, whereas like I feel like they're. Um, like the it's more about interest in the individual people or something yeah it, it like it wasn't it was it was more of like a character not a character study but just a um, like a slice of 
saying slice of life is kind of, it's not really that accurate because slice of life would be like, I feel like that insinuates more like normal day to day, but this was, these people are obviously not just like normal people. Um, listen, 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 let me clarify Troy's my evil. Take if that's all right. <laughs> okay. Clarification. Okay. So I'm just saying, look, I really like the film. One car Y, one car way, wrong car way. What is it? Road? Road car wrong? wrong What'd you road. say? I said it was the wrong road way or something. <laughs> wrong road way. <laughs> anyway, look. He's setting up, right? He's got a vision for this film, and in that vision includes right uh right all these restrictions, right? And part of that is no narrative, and subsequently you don't really get to see the characters make decisions. Now, that's not 100% true, right? We see the criminal decide to go clean. We see the criminal also decide to uh, leave behind uh, the crazy hooker girl. Uh, we see the former partner decide to kill the criminal. You know, so we see, like, these decisions, but not the same type of, like, you know, mosaic of choices that you get with a narrative film. And so, right, you, you really are watching these characters kind of just operate, uh, but not necessarily make these decisions. So I'm just saying, in terms of, like, my experience of watching it and the sections in which I'm, like, really emotionally connected, like the ice cream truck. I thought the ice cream truck was great. Um, or, right, the, the mute filming. Or, honestly, virtually anything with the shooter. I love that guy. Um, like it depends on how much the immediate moment is connecting with me and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't there's times there's especially some shots that I think were just virtually uh, right not virtually, but a bit gratuitous in their time like it's not something that's connecting with me essentially nothing is happening and it's just going on a little too long for me to maintain like locked in and connected and other things not so much. So like, I'm not saying, oh, I wish this film had a narrative because, right, that wouldn't be the film. But I'm observing that because there's no narrative, how how connected I am to the film and characters is like super temporal and like has a lot to do with what's going on right now because it's not like I've really gotten to know them so much or like gotten to, you know, follow them on an arc you know, in which, like, every current moment is a function of their past and where they're trying to go, you know? I, th I think that's, like, that's, like, part of what makes the movie good, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that like, is... That's like, it, like, allows for a certain... It allows for a more, like, kind of, like, moment-to-moment, -moment, like, emotionality that you... That usually you have to, like, in a narrative film in order to, like, justify... A certain level of like emotion or action in a given scene you have to consider all actions made before and like oh does this make sense yeah whereas this film is a lot more um kind of like it's almost like every scene is like kind of like a impulsive like spur of the moment kind of burst of like little emotional things and you know some hit some don't and like obviously there is like but yeah i don't know i feel like the scenes are very like isolated in that way yeah, because there isn't a narrative. But I think, but yeah, that allows for, I think, like, yeah, a certain kind of, like, 
a certain way of like relating to the characters that doesn't that you can't really do in a in a narrative film or like a no. more narrative narrative film. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right, that's what it's going for, and that's what it's achieving. And I'm yeah, and I like that. But it has its it has its pros and its cons is what I'm what I'm going for and sure like like uh, Elsmore mentioned earlier with the uh, the obvious British Columbia China opium war sub <laughs> sub narrative uh, it really this style lends itself to increasing levels of disconnection and uh, alienation and whatnot and also just want to throw out there that the mute guy really in terms of what you're saying like yeah it's kind of ridiculous but it's not unreal you know i think goes with a general like i mean maybe it's like a totally irresponsible and incorrect stereotype of like postmodern literature having these types of characters but like this totally sounds like you know a DFW character, you know, or something like this, or it's like, you know, a guy who's mute because he ate an expired can of pineapple when he was five, and at night he <laughs> takes over clothes shops and pretends to work there, you know, like, yeah, it's just, no, you mean, know, definitely, it's kind it of like wacky and zany, like but, a, yeah. yeah, it's wacky and zany, but it's also fun, and it's an interesting idea, and it, the character itself isn't unreal, like, it still remains grounded yeah. enough for you to care about them. I think, I think that's a good comparison. Like as like like a DFW. Thank you, John. Character it makes sense. This this movie should really be called Moonlighting because <laughs> uh, should be called Cruising. At every well, the whole movie takes place at vibe. night, except except for the very end, right? And everyone is everyone is just moonlighting, like the mute character. He's moonlighting as all these different professions. The shooter is basically just. Uh, He's a moonwalker. He only walks at night, and uh, he's. Whoa. You don't think the movie should I be think, called Night Stalker? <laughs> I think. Well, I think he also. Yeah. You know, he, he moonlights in debt collections. Anyway, American. That was just a little segue to introduce my time to talk. <laughs> um. Well, anyway. Who do we want to have in class? In classic Jacob fashion, I'm gonna conti- I'm gonna continue to try to deconstruct this movie and analyze everything, <laughs> overanalyze everything. So, <laughs> who are you most attracted to? Correct. <laughs> correct uh, no. line of inquiry. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, <laughs> yes, you're right. That is how we approach this film. No, no. no. So the movie's called Fallen Angels. You know, which is like equally. We've. At first glance, it's kind of like a corny title we've read, or something. We've read Dante. Like, it's like, oh, fallen angels. Oh, everyone's, uh, they've got this, they've got good in them, but they're, we're all fallen. You know, we, we all understand that, right? But, um, if you kind of suspend your disbelief for a second and really try to think about that, um, <laughs> each, each character obviously has their own, um, own set of like specific flaws right like the the partner female character she's like um she's like stalking mr shooter and she like she like uh you know 
masturbates on his bed like every day, which was like a wild. Those are like wild scenes. No, scenes the, at least the first time what happened there. We, was yeah, like, we've all been there before. With, with like the music playing and like she's just like masturbating on his bed like that was for so long uh-huh. which i didn't mind because the fishnets if she weren't wearing fishnets i would have minded i would have i would have right, she's she's like a sexual deviant in general because like not only does she do that but like she has like the weird like porn pillows in her room like her actual room well, she just wants yeah. to be and then down. some Something I thought was interesting about the shooter character was like when he introduces himself, he talks about how he's like a lazy person and that's why he needs a partner to like plan out all this shit for him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of funny too because like she cleans up his apartment, so like he's just he's uh, living like the neat assassin lifestyle. Yeah. But moreover, he um, I don't know if this is like I'm not trying to fact check the movie or anything. <laughs> But when he's on the bus and he meets his old, like, grade school... Yeah, the insurance salesman? The insurance salesman, which I thought was a really fun yeah. scene. Um, but, like, he he, uh, he gets the wedding invitation and then just, like, immediately, like, throws it out the window. Yeah. And I just thought that was... Because you can get into the whole thing of, like, okay, sure... Like, obviously, he, like, decide he's, like, making decisions all the time, right? Otherwise, like, he wouldn't be even be able to, there'd just be nothing there to analyze. Or, like, no, there'd be no movie if he wasn't, like, doing stuff. But, like, on another, on, like, a deeper level, you can make some sort of, like, commentary about how, like, oh, yeah, like, he thinks, he thinks he's this lazy person, and uh, he just wants everything done for him. But, like, he's also kind of, like, choosing to live this sleazy murderous lifestyle and like and like what does that say about what does that say about him as like as like a character and a person that like he chooses to just constantly throw himself in these dangerous situations yeah very and um like that's like that's a choice that he's making very contemporary commentary, yeah, probably on the current neat, neat trends in culture. I mean, isn't this kind of the point of his final, his his final lines about, like, he's saying like, you know, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should start making my own choices and whatnot. Uh, well, I don't know. I I felt like his final thing was kind of how, or kind of saying something along the lines of like. Like an acknowledgement that his own choices have led him to his death, mm-hmm. and not just like, oh, I just, you know, I don't make choices. But um, yeah. what's well, it? it what's well, also actually sorry, I don't want to derail your point, but I just have something to say about the last one. Go ahead. Um, and I think him throwing throwing Can out I? the wedding invite is uh, a good example of like, yeah, he's making an obvious choice, but it's also like would appear to the person making that choice as like a way of, of doing away with decision like an invite instead of like in some way like facing the invite you just throw it out the window um but yeah i do like i do like his partner as sort of like a mommy gf character cleaning his room taking care of him making the da 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 and just like any mother to her son you know as time goes on wants to get close with them wants to connect with them wants to you know, but cannot uh, understand them. 
Yeah, just like any, just like any mother to a son, she breaks into his apartment when he's not there and uh, yeah, and masturbates on his bed. I just want to. Fi- we I, all know what I'm talking about. I just want to top off with my kind of like character. I bet you do analysis. <laughs> I bet you want to get your top off. Um, the mute character, right? Like he's yeah. Well, everyone in this movie is a little bit Handsome a little bit shit. sadistic, right? But like he he takes to another level of like. He's like just extorting people constantly, like violently. <laughs> yeah. And um, especially the fucking long hair character guy. That was a. I love that. That was a fun arc because the like family looks really up. happy yeah. when they're driving around. Well, that was a really that was really. And you brought up alienation. Like obviously, there's a there's a kind of like thread of alienation through all this, and it has something to do with like maybe people. you know the historical context. But like in that. Like this, this mute character is probably what well, it's hard to say, but like he's he's very he's obviously very alienated, and in that scene, he's he's the one that's like. I feel like in the movie he's trying he's constantly trying to escape his circumstances as like as like a downtrodden alienated dude. Um, like whereas the other people are kind of content in their lifestyle and they don't show any they don't show any like consistent drive to change or something like he's constantly I think he, he has like multiple um, goes through multiple big changes and he's like he has his first love and he's um, doing the ice cream thing and film, you know he's filming his dad found, finds a new passion gets a job and uh, so he he kind of has like a general upwards trend, and of course, like looking at the end of the movie, he gets the girl, and he's kind of like he wins. Um, but um, it's like it's like this is if you wanted to if you wanted to thread any sort of like continuous narrative, I think it would be in the mute character, and you can kind of piece together a. A sort of uh, coming of age story for him, um, and that's. that's kind of I think. Yeah. I think the way the yeah, the, the thing about that that's that's interesting is that you'd say like he seemed like he was the one who had to change or something like his lifestyle was like not enough or something like something was missing and that's why he had to change. But I feel like at any given point in the movie, he seemed to be the only one who, or maybe not the only one. But he seemed happy at every stage. Uh, and he even said it at the beginning um, where he explicitly says when he's describing what he does with all these shops and sneaking into them at night, <laughs> he ends it with saying, and I'm quite, and I'm happy. And it feels like it, it then goes into the montage of him, like, you know, forcing all these people to accept his services. And, and it actually seems like he's quite happy doing it, you know. Like, yeah. like he really he wants to do it and he likes doing it. Um, but he loves getting beat up at the dude, end. Dude, I also love, I love how he's like, he's like, provides like a reverse service. How he like forces us, like most people would pay for a service, but instead he gets them to pay yeah. not <laughs> to give them the service. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I don't know. But it, he did well, seem like, content at like every stage of the film, even though he does transition into like different, different, um. I don't know, different modes and like his interests change. 
Well, some something also that's interesting about um, him doing, yeah, like forcing people with the um, service and stuff is that like, and I think this happens with the ice cream. You know, it's kind of like the world that we're presented in the film. You know, maybe there's more of a more like normal world. Uh, this is inside these people. Sorry, world. this is the only Hong Kong that exists. This is, but this is the only Hong Kong that exists, actually. But, um, but you know, it seems like he, he is, um, in some ways. I mean, he's. It's not like he's like mugging them, you know. And the scenes are fun, and the people that he's like doing it to seem to be like angry or pissed, but also like kind of having fun too. Like especially when that, whenever that guy comes back, like the same guy that he. Like he's, you know, like when he first comes to the ice cream thing, he like kind of like smiles when he like tries to get away and he like grabs him. So I don't know. He seems to, it seems like the, yeah, the, the service that he's providing is kind of perverse, uh, which like the service he's providing is some kind of just like momentary, uh, <laughs> I don't even know, just like game, like to play with people or something as he like uh, forces them to get their hair cut or whatever. Well, yeah, it's an interesting, like, observation that he is, what Sam said, like, he, like he's happy the entire time throughout the film, although he's also going through the most change, and, uh... But, I, okay, I, okay. Sorry, what? You wanna... The obvious needs to be stated. What? The obvious, the elephant needs to be addressed. The elephant needs to be let in the room. The like elephant the needs to let in. the sink in. Okay. <laughs> Somebody asked the elephant to let the sink in. Okay, so here we have a 1995 Hong Kong, a postmodern world wherein four people. Is it four? One, two, three, five. Again. Hold on. Postmodern. Done. Anyway, in which they all navigate it differently, and the mute guy is our child character. Childlike guy. He he's, he's he has this kind of child, huh? He's got his father too. He's like, well, yeah, he's a child. And well, what do you mean? Oh, you're, you're helping me. He, yeah, he, yes, um, he's, yeah, he's, he lives so with his dad. He's literally, Good. like he's. It's more just. It's not just he acts like a child, but he like, oh. lives with his father. Yeah. He has a relationship. Literally with his, like, a his child. Dad. Sorry, I'm used to just ops on all on all <laughs> sides. <laughs> I'm used. To, oh, anyway, so uh, I'm used to catching fades. Okay, so he. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so he's got this kind of, like, childlike thing, an innocence, a belief, almost like a modern view in a postmodern world, and he's, like, trying to figure out how it works, right? Like, his 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 whole moonlighting, uh, to use a highly technical term from Jacob, um, right? He's, like, trying on all these different identities, and, like, also in this world, right, it's, like, a little capitalism thing, right? like, that's a way to connect with people is to sell them something, and he constantly talks about rubbing shoulders, and how he tries to rub shoulders with people, and, like, his fighting in the end is just shoulder. one way of rubbing shoulders where you rub so hard it gets raw, you know, and through the clothes and stuff, but he still just wants to connect, and, like, um, like, same thing with the women or whatever, but, like, that's his route. You've got the shooter guy who's, like, you know, like, committing to this extreme identity, and then, uh, but like disconnecting from it, like he can't really navigate, like he doesn't know what to do with this partner who's like this, you know, quasi sexual partner as well, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I like him. Can I just. Okay, That's all I so. Got. I was gonna. 
Well, so 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 the um the child, the mute character being kind of like content and progressing through the whole thing, obviously is um like that sort of like inspi- inspirational on some low level of like oh you know happiness is a choice you can you can there's no there's no situation where like you're so bad off that you can't find yourself out of it whatever and i don't think it's a i don't think he's like a modernist i don't think he's operating on like a modernist model or that he's like represents sort of like modernism in the movie because i think like part of the point of of uh postmodernism right is that you can you're not just like chained down to any one like identity no grand narratives yeah, there are no grand narratives. You can change, you can become a bunch of different uh, mm. people and take on a bunch of different identities and try on new things. I like it. And it's because he's very adept at but he makes too living many, in no? a sort of... What? Don't you think he makes too... Like, okay, I, I'm down with this, actually, right? He's almost he's like... Very, he's very adept no at navigating. But he makes very too many choices. He's very adept at navigating. I'm gonna. I need to finish this. Go ahead. He's very adept at navigating this like postmodern landscape, and that's why, in the end, he finds himself emerging, like from, the darkness or whatever. Because, I mean, you don't think it's a. You think this is a pro. To me, it seems like his problem is he can't stick with one. He can't stick with the narrative. He just is like, this like giga chameleon, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that, but it, he ends up being rewarded for it in the end because he gets the he gets the partner girl and they ride on the motorcycle and uh, when the camera pans up it's daytime and it's no, it's no longer nighttime. Oh, uh, that's true. So he kind of escapes the dark, the dark, uncertain world of uh, this like postmodern, postcolonial, like political Post- economic landscape. And he he emerges from it. Um, he he's no longer a fallen angel. Yeah, he gets to he's, come back into the light. But is that is that is that? That's my grand analysis. I like this grand analysis. And also earlier I said the narratives don't connect, but yeah, they do with uh, mute boy they getting the getting the partner girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I like and they, and I like yeah. their erotic energy. But, but it doesn't really seem like it doesn't seem like you know a uh, what would it be like a commendation of his behavior if like to leave to leave the world of the fallen angels or the night whatever is to is to be with the girl to have like to develop a grand narrative through the power of love <laughs> what you guys uh, I was gonna say like part of like the uh the like him being content at every at every stage um of the story i feel like that's what ultimately like even though he's actually probably my favorite character in the movie yet again it's still see it's still quite difficult to connect with him because you're not sure what he wants um and you're not sure what there is to be achieved if he's already happy at any at like every single point so like i feel like I, I like your analysis a lot, but like it still isn't. It doesn't. 
it makes it hard to connect um, with him, right. even even though he's probably the most animated and personable character, despite the fact that he can't speak. Um, but like, since there is no clear arc to his story, it's just like difficult to like make contact. Well, I think okay with the him being happy thing. I think he is happy in the sense that he like chooses to be happy like he says at one point he's an optimist but i think he like i think he constantly looks sad really like i don't know there's like like i feel like i feel like in a lot of the times when you see him you know it's like a lot of like you know it's kind of like he doesn't have him not having a particular like long-term direction to anything which like that ends up being kind of like the change you know after his dad dies he talks about like needing a um needing to plan for the future and stuff like that and i think i think he's like is you know like a child kind of like seeking like little momentary um spur of the moment like moments of happiness and finding it but ultimately feeling like unsatisfied i think you i think you can see that because you know he'll like get done with like one of his little scenes or whatever and then he looks just kind of sad um, but I don't know, and I think I think that's like his kind of that's like the biggest emotional development is that he's like ultimately dissatisfied with like the world and stuff, but he like chooses to believe that there's like a way to be satisfied or something. He's like optimistic, and so he kind of finds these fleeting moments, and then at a certain point, you know, his dad dies, and it's like kind of um, you know that like changes the way the world like works for him you know and so then he's got to like he chooses he's like realizing he's got to like plan for the future or whatever mm. i don't know i also began to realize that my past behavior had been very irresponsible i shouldn't have taken over other people's shops coming and going as i pleased every shop oh, has its own feelings this realization had a profound effect on me it prompted me to change my ways. This is also interesting. Amen. Amen. The, uh, this is also, you know, like the, there's obviously some kind of metaphor with like, uh, relationships or something with other people, like with the whole, like breaking into shops momentarily being like, this is fun. And then like leaving, <laughs> Like, that's definitely, like, I think that's, like, another thematic, um, I mean, yeah, I think, I think the ultimate, like, thematic through line is still kind of like you are saying, Troy, with, like, some kind of, like, uh, romantic relationship, um, and that being, like, the, you know, you know like, the mo- ultimately, like, the most fulfilling, like, thing or something like that, or, like, um, but the... It's what they all want. Yeah. Say over and over. Yeah, and, but the but also the um. But yeah, but and I think and I think that like you know there's definitely like a metaphor like an image with him like breaking into shops like momentarily too like I don't know he always says that at like I mean I don't know I think I feel like it's actually kind of heavy handed because he's like because not necessarily a bad way like talking about how shops have their own feelings or something and like you, you can't just like break into a bunch of them and like mess them up and then leave or whatever but um like you have to choose one and work at it yeah true and based 
It, this movie made me want to start breaking into shops at night. This made me want to start breaking into people <laughs> at night. Can we can we address? Can we also address the sunken elephant that needs to be let in to the room? Yeah, please do. <laughs> we need to retrieve the elephant. Um, I feel like sunken. well. Yeah, the fallen, the fallen elephant. <laughs> we need to go back and retrieve the fallen elephant in the room. <laughs> All right, I, wait. I, I was worried just... no one is seeing the sunken as a sink no, thing. No, yes. No. Okay. Thank yes, God. Yes. <laughs> or at least I. I mean, I don't. I don't know about sink. No, I did not. I did not so get that. Mute? I don't really have anything to say besides <laughs> the mute character. The mute character is. Hold on. Hold on. The mute character is, is Brody. It reminds me of Brody. His quest <laughs> to escape um, the dark the dark world of Davis. <laughs> and I wish and I wish he watched this movie and was on the pod right now because I just love seeing that glint in his eye when he catches the lo- a lofty vision of a world which <laughs> Is with. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Which female character were you most in love with? I'm going with the partner. Yeah, I feel like that's easy. Yeah. Okay. The partner's the most, like, she's, like, the least insane. Which is saying something. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Well, who are there? There, are, There's... Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. There is the partner, the schizo... The schizo prostitute. Wait. And who? the actual just schizo. Wait, I'm trying to... I'm I'm confused. Which... Who does... Who does... Uh, who does Mute Man end up with again? Mute Man ends up with the partner. Oh, okay. Yeah, the best girl. Yeah, because yeah, my girl. <laughs> yeah, I do. I I thought that the. Uh, it's funny because like, the you know the scene where they're like looking for Blondie or whatever. Yeah. And like, I feel like I normally would like hate the like in basically any other movie I would like find her to be extremely annoying and unlikable. But yeah, that I don't know. That whole scene was so f- like just fun and like funny. Like I was. I don't know. I was like laughing the whole time. Like I don't know. This, this, I don't know. This kind of goes back to the same thing with like the, like the people with the mute guy in the shops, like kind of participating in some kind of game. You know, like there's some kind of like w- with that too. There's some kind of indulgence in the you know this like revenge thing where she's gonna go like kill some chick or something because whatever. Like there's like. There's a there's something like she's obviously like sincere to a point, but there's like a there's also kind of like an indulgence in the kind of fantasy or like game of it of going to do something like that, you know, that isn't like I don't know, because if it was just totally sincere and she was just insane, like I feel like you'd hate her, but for some reason the scenes are like fun and funny and exciting and like kids playing, yeah, some make yeah, like kids game. playing. I don't know. I'm prepared to be sold, but that was a sequence. Like, where on one hand, I love the ice cream sequence. On the other, I did not like that sequence of them looking for Blondie. I found it grating. 
I'm with John. I actually liked it a lot. I love when that fight breaks oh. out in the dim sum spot, you know? Yeah. Like what seems yeah. To be. Okay, that was tight. <laughs> I like that. I shouldn't like when they're in the apartment building. He accidentally smacks her in the back of the head with a helmet or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then she returns <laughs> the favor. But yeah, yeah the, I did like I like that part. The apartment is so funny though. They're like they're like running from floor to floor. They're like, wait, this is the wrong floor. And then it's like like that was funny, know. but then three. I don't times. think I don't think she th- ever thought that she was actually gonna find her. You know, it's like, why is she doing just running around screaming at people? Like, well, we do at that point though. We don't know that she. No, is. he even says he even says he. Well, he says after he says after well, they've gone through all the floors but, and they're just like flailing around the lobby. He's like, know, I don't even think she knows where Bonnie lives. Well, it's like, I don't know. It f- felt akin to, um, like kind of i don't know i'm thinking of just like romantic like romantic comedies like american ones too like like i don't know this is like less i mean maybe it's not exactly a comparable moment you know but um in some of these but like i feel like um i don't know if anybody's seen what's up doc with like Barbara Streisand or like, I feel like maybe like even, I, I don't know. This is not, this isn't quite, this isn't like the, the exact right comparison. Cause I can't think of like an adjacent scene, but like in tone, it felt very much like, like when Harry met Sally or like a Woody Allen film or something where it's just like silly and fun. And obviously she's acting crazy. And, but it's like, you're there because they're together and it's funny and stuff. It's not like a, it's, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, like these, this girl is insane and this guy, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's something very like, that felt like romantic comedy about it, which I think that that's actually at many points in the film. Like, like that's how I was thinking about a lot of the scenes and I just found them more like funny and fun than anything else. Interesting. You make that reference. It looks like we've both read this interview. No. The, no, I, I don't know the Woody Allen? what interview. When asked what guides his creative process, Wong Kar Wai says, My entire creative journey has followed one single mantra. Woody Allen, but make it gritty. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty funny. That's not real. Is that just real? Saying. No, no, oh. I'm just saying Oh, it. I thought that was real. I, thought, <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's, 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 what? No, but I, 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 I like the description a bit. I've only seen one Woody Allen film and it was pure dog shit, but it was fun. What did you see? The oh, stupid okay. Midnight, Midnight in Paris. Oh. An English teacher's wet dream. Dude, Midnight in Paris As it's called awesome. downtown. Dude, Midnight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah the movie's wait. awesome. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant? Guys, I have to address the Timothy Oliphant in my room. <laughs> um, Sam is dressed... Sam dressed up for the podcast to look like the shooter. And what we appreciate the that fuck kind of commitment. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Am I right? Am I right? You know why? Because he's cool. <laughs> Should I wear a chain? Or, like, a, a chain yeah, if you had a chain, you'd around my neck. if you had a chain, you'd be on him. I, dude, I love the shooter. I think he is cool. He's so cool. Uh, I think there's. I don't mean to get us sidetracked off the discussion of the women of Wong Kar Wai's Fallen Angels, <laughs> 1995, but 
the shooter is cool. We all know it. We've all been there. And <laughs> the partner's <laughs> masturbation in his bed is obviously been there. extremely linked to the mutes breaking into shops to try and connect with the people who come or work there. Just like her coming there in the bed okay. where the shooter rests his head, which is what she wants to give <laughs> to the shooter. Oh. 1818, a reference to... I can't think of a funny enough joke, but we all know where I was going with that. To the movie 1917, <laughs> Roger Deakins shot... Well, I'm laughing at John sending a photo of Woody Allen with him. That just crossed out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's you right now. Listen, <clears throat> since we are required uh, by our sponsors to make a statement about the Woody Allen allegations, <laughs> we think that he is, John, I'll let you say it, we're not gonna we're not gonna make any claims about Woody. Yeah, Allen. and and, and okay, but what I will in say any event, is we in, disavow. In, in, no, you can't speak for yeah, me. We dis- yeah, just, no. just to, we yeah. disavow anything. Not watching, but, but Woody, Woody might be listening right now. So. <laughs> Harvey, yeah, we know for a fact that I'm Harvey convinced is not that Woody Allen fucked my room years ago. But <laughs> years I'm not ago, really sure. Just to be clear, the podcast does not speak for me. Any claims. Troy makes okay. are not my own, and I don't endorse them. <laughs> Any claims Troy makes are not my I do own. Not, I, I do not associate <laughs> with his. blanket statements Troy or anyone else on the pod makes about the opinions of the podcast. <laughs> Jacob okay. would like to apologize on the behalf of uh, Harvey Weinstein for what he did. <laughs> Listen, I want the audience to know that before this podcast, there was a lengthy argument between Jacob and I where he wanted to do land acknowledgments, and I wasn't so sure if this was the right kind of platform for You got it almost right. I wanted to do cyber land acknowledgments because (laughs) the the cyber space we're occupying was previously inhabited by the uh, cyber natives, and they were brutally colonized by... (laughs) <laughs> by Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> by Mark. I just want to acknowledge that this set of IP tech. connections and routers. <laughs> <laughs> these, this, the yeah. How, what, what would be the name for that? Because like, right, we are connected by Ethernet cables. So true. What would that whole chain of connections be called? Just our network connection. You know what I'm talking about. The server, I don't know. The internet. Yeah. Man, do you ever think about how, like, we're actually... The cybernet. ...connected by real physical wires? Unless some of you losers are on Wi-Fi? Dude, what the fuck? Man. Leave me out of this. That's crazy. It's the same same shit, just, uh, just EMF waves, you know? Just waves, waving. Yeah, we know. Just vibes, really. Vibes. Yeah, just vibrations, yeah, vibes. really. Yeah, I'd like to make a vibe acknowledgement. <laughs> this vibe I'm channeling, I actually took from someone I met on the corner of Washington and Broadway. They had yeah. this like really cool jean jacket on, and I thought I should. And I pimped his vibe. And I pimped his vibe. You pimped his vibe. And I'm pimping his vibe out now. 
pimping and pumping. Pimping and pumping and cum dumping slumping. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Anyways. Anyway. Uh, Woody Allen ghost wrote this film. Woody Allen dump truck. Woody Allen has a dump truck. Woody Allen. Look. Alright. <laughs> yeah, look. As Let's soon as seamlessly you transition. This film as a romantic comedy. It all makes sense. All Listen, your problems no, go away. No, no, no. This isn't uh, one of those billion movies that does that. What was I thinking of, though? I had such a good little idea. What? What does that mean? That's why, what the fuck? You're really going to shoot down John's <laughs> idea like that? What the fuck? Ron Carway says his entire creative process was following one mantra. Romantic rom-com, but make it gritty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Okay, wait, but... Okay, listen. Okay. Listen. I... I feel like it functions very similarly to, like, a good... Like, a good romantic comedy, um... Or to any comedy that has, like, serious moments that hit. Because it has... But, like... I don't know. I, like, I think thinking about it in terms of comedy is actually... Um, like, like in terms of a comedy, insofar as like the uh, kind of film genre genre of comedy, not like like classically dramatically like a comedy necessarily, but like but the uh, because it's like it allows for a certain like suspension of disbelief for like very silly or extreme things to happen, you know, and those um, while still not like dampening or making worse like the emotional moments you know like it, it kind of gets best of both worlds in many ways by being able to kind of play that line which i feel like is similar to how like a how a comedy functions like you can have somebody get like hit by a car and be fine you know in like a comedy but then they can also have like an emotional moment later and it's not like less real because they got hit by a car if it's like done right you know I agree with these points. It's kind of like a movie we all love and hold dear to our hearts, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's actually exactly like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Kind of a ripoff, if you ask me. Yeah, kind of, yeah actually, never mind. I was. I, I thought like it was more Little Miss Sun, Sunshine, to be honest, with the uh, the mute okay. character. Yeah, there's yeah. the everyone knows in Little Miss uh-huh. Sunshine. There's a. Um, <clears throat> There's yeah. a Nietzschean character that uh, takes a vow of Fighter silence. Fighter pilot wannabe. And, um... And? And? And then? And what happens to him? What does he, what does he find out that makes him speak? I think he, I think he discovers the power of true love. Fatherly no. true love. <laughs> Close. He, he discovers he's colorblind. <laughs> Fatherly? Like, finds out he's colorblind and he wanted to be a fighter pilot. Okay. Who's like, favorite to, scene? Favorite scenes. Look, we need to get back to the roots. Dude. What it was like to watch this movie. Wait, his dad watching the videotapes. All right. John's going to take the mainstream awesome. videotape sections the best. I'm gonna That's come so in. Oh, I'm gonna no. come in with the I subtle would hate take. I align myself with everyone. <laughs> yeah, let me come in with the subtle, <laughs> off kilter, unique, and thoughtful take. 
I don't know. I just love the shooter. But yeah, videotapes obviously slaps the hardest. Ice cream truck slaps pretty dang hard. <laughs> Organic coconut water. I'm a fan. <sighs> I do like uh, the women are evil. I mean, if we want to discuss women overall, if all we knew about them was this movie, I don't think we'd like them very much. If all I knew about women was this movie, I don't think I'd be a fan. I don't think they're too much better than a lot of the dudes, though. Like Mute. All-around good guy. Shooter, not a great dude, but kind. And uh, he's soft with the ladies. Mm. He even goes to break up with her in person. Being of being naive but of kind heart, Shooter goes and breaks up with crazy prostitute in person. And uh is that it? It's pretty much insurance salesman looking out for his fellow man. <laughs> women Insurance. The women are constantly masturbate trying in their to bed. Tear each other down. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> masturbate in their bed, Can then kill them. Is, the black widow, is, as we call her. This is this is. I feel like this is bankrupt because you're like applying a moral framework to like the you know this guy breaks into shops and forces people to and we're like yeah this guy's based you this know guy's like based. You, like, you, like, you, like like I because I understand the point but it's like you have to go from like an emotional framework like I still think though I don't think the women are unrelatable or like just straight evil like they're not like they're not just like doing no. terrible things like on a whim and. Like, they are though. The cool Fine, I'll be. Well, I'll be so for real. Kind of everyone, I'll, be, I'll like, be for real. The women, the women are the only good people in this thing. The guys okay. are all hopeless losers looking for identity. They're all. The guys are hopeless losers looking for connection in a world devoid of it. While the women know what they want, men, and they're tired of these guys being doofy. That's doofus is plural. Do being doofy. And skirting their responsibilities. Being to lugubrious. Being, <laughs> being lugubrious. <laughs> and so the women, look, the women, they have their grand narratives. They all want their special guy. Whereas these guys go on these little abstractions and journeys looking for identity. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the real take. All these guys. Sorry, never mind. Finally. Why didn't we start with this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I'm sorry I even said anything. I should have just asked Jacob the Here's the real take. Sorry for giving fake takes all the time. Here's the real take. So all the dudes are constantly trying to get their paper up. What is that? Dudes are trying to get their paper up. And the women are the women are trying to distract the dudes from Sigma grinding. And um you know they what want you call it, sigmatic. They want things like they want sigmatic. things like love and attention. Nah, fam, it's not gonna help you get out the hood. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean obviously like. Wait, is this a real take or no? Um. No, I'm. I was talking to John. Sorry, because you just said you had a real take. This joke this is not gonna, landing. I was going to make another joke. I was not going to make another joke. I, I, I was, was going to. Go ahead. I was going to actually kind of act as though Jacob didn't say anything and correct. It was your time to talk. Expand. It's your time to say something. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now that Jacob's done, it's my turn. You're uh, saying my joke <laughs> is my end, but consider this. <laughs> Considers. Um. I'm sorry, Jacob. If you if you did did you actually have like was there was there a legit like take? I just think that the women or, are. I'm I'm just on team. Women are evil. 
um, with respect to this movie. Yeah, with respect to this movie in Minecraft. Because they they just no you don't get the you know <laughs> the only you know people only, say like I'm gonna bomb <laughs> a hospital in Minecraft. The only seeker character. You know I mean? <laughs> Jacob's like I'm on the I I'm on the women are evil grind with respect to this movie. In in Minecraft. In Minecraft. Okay. The only seeker <laughs> character. So stupid. The mute character is the only seeker. The rest are just um, wallowing in their despair, and uh, they're on a one. They got a one track mindset, and you know where that track is leading. Hell. Yeah. Purgatory, <laughs> eternal damnation, gone from no, the I light think, of Christ. No, I think I think that. Yeah. No, I think that's actually like. And hold on. You know, I think before, it's fair, but the guys allow are basically me to rudely similar. interrupt John one more time. <laughs> All right. The only exception is the blonde prostitute character starts wearing a cross partway through the film, and it shows that she has the desire to change, but um, she's just too beholden to her own weakness and friv- frivolity. Frivol- frivolousness, frivolity, frivol, in order to in order to actually change. <laughs> you might even say she has the wings of desire because she does fly away at the end. The wings of desire. The uh, she, yeah. I I feel like the um. No, I think that that's basically all. Right, I think. Yeah, there is. They are all kind of wallowing and like aren't really seeking change. They're kind of just like pursuing, you know, they all want like intimacy, but the way that they're pursuing it is kind of all very um, like, I don't know. They all seem very, I mean, I don't know. It's fallen angels, bro. They're all like, uh, they're all like lost, you know? And there is kind of, I, I, I don't know. I think, well, obviously they all like, act in ways that are kind of um you know condemnable and we don't like i don't know i feel like normally like i said in any other movie like i wouldn't like the the chick at all who's like trying to like find blondie so she can kill her or whatever like um but the um but in this movie there's like the conditions allow for a certain like um uh like pity to take place i guess too but like also but also you know like you get like caught up in like the games that they're playing too and like enjoying the games as kind of like moments that are you know ultimately maybe they're like corrupt you know um and like have no real direction um when there might be one to like there might be a direction to actually choose that would be beneficial as like uh you know our mute guy shows um you still um in like moment to moment you still like relate to them and like enjoy them to a point um but yeah they all i think wallowers is a good word they all are wallowers you're a wallower the the s is silent you're a wallower Wallower. eli no you're a wallower, Eli. Okay, all those, all those wells have been tapped. 
<laughs> That's how Jacob talks about women. Um, All those pussies yeah. have been fucked. <laughs> I'm on board. I'm on board with this. Of, but like, uh, yeah, the, like, I like that the men and the women are basically all fucked in their own masculine and feminine ways. Yeah. Also, there's a podcast first that no one's uh, acknowledging. A podcast first, maybe in the history of podcasting, but definitely in our podcast. For the first time, everyone on this podcast has a woman in their life who they love. The, <laughs> the ultimate litmus test and, here is, and we're all did blonde. this movie make... Huh? And we're all blonde. What does that say? And we're all blonde. Yeah, what does that say? What Troy's does that say? What did this movie make you love your girlfriend more? I definitely... The, For me, well, that's a no. Yeah, it's going to be a negative. Well, what I was going to say because was... Because I couldn't love her. Does anyone, even re- does anyone relate to this type of litmus test? Not that a real litmus test or indicator of much, but every if the movie is good, this, if the movie's good, I always love my girlfriend more after. Every, every time you ask this, I find it confusing and seems to be more like a trivial, fun, like... Did this make you love your girlfriend more? Like yeah. I feel like I, I find it I find it confusing and not very meaningful. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's definitely not a useful way of phrasing the real idea, but it's fun enough to say anyway. <laughs> That's like everything. And it's you possible do. for you to say yes or no. You say it's like everything I say? It's like everything. Yeah, you'll like say something like outrageous that no one would ever agree with, and then you're like, oh, that's not actually what I'm saying. Like well, we're just having fun, like, but I think it. No, I think it's possible. No, fun. this is. I think this is way more coherent because even if, like, okay, this movie's a no, so it's not as fun or it's not as relatable. But if well, you think of a movie that's a yes, you know, yeah. you can no, de- you can obviously or you can immediately no, understand and say yes or no. But you'd say yeah, but I would never phrase it like that. No, I I understand I understand the point because like, but like watching this movie, you know, I watch like, you know, like the 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 blonde chick is like you know he breaks up with her and she's like freaking out screaming at him instead of just like talking to him about it or something i'm not like oh man this reminds me of my girlfriend you know like or like oh man i hate when my girlfriend does this like i feel like what they're doing that's dislikable or something is like if there is a way for me to relate to it directly with like um, and I feel like this is probably true of basically everyone if your girlfriend is emotionally stable and normal um, is like you're not going to be like holy crap like this is literally me dude I've been in this huh. situation bro like well, woman I'm, freaking out you know I'm not I'm not know. saying that like oh if the movie does like I know what you're saying movies though. like um, I huh? know what you're saying. Yeah, I feel like it saying? doesn't have to be. All right, forget no, about it. I guess no, I, no, no. I overextended. I know what overextended. Because Cries and Whispers makes me like love my girlfriend more. Well, Sacrifice yeah, does. There aren't even girlfriends. Hold on. Like, sorry. 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 Let me. What John? What John is sorry, saying? Let me like, say, it has to do with how much you me, relate to it or something. Let me. Sorry. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let you uh, add to this. Let no, because I. I know. I do know. I do know what you're saying with like. In respects to when it, you know, it's like a positive association. It's like easier to point out and talk about. We just love you know? life more. Yeah. If the movie no, makes you makes love sense. life more, you love your but, girlfriend more. But I think, but I think, I think that there is like, 
you know, why I go to relatability, you know, um, I feel like is because, you know, which I don't know, actually, at it's the end unfair. of it, I feel like this, I feel like this is, I feel like this is like, I feel like this film, if anything, is like, you know, it captures a kind of momentary, like romantic, um, romantic feeling, you know, that yeah, happens that is not, that is not that I feel like you don't actually get from a lot of films in a way that like works. And like, if anything, it's like, that is kind of the most, that's like the least like, you know, cause like saying like, Oh, do I directly relate to whatever this character and this like woman, like is whatever, this is literally my situation or something like that is obviously unfair. But like the, the kind of overall point of like the positivity that's found in like small romantic moments of anything, I'd be like, yeah, that's like, I come away from it feeling like I liked those moments and I recognize some kind of analog to that in like my life that's positive. So if anything, I'd say yes, it does. But the but I do so I don't know. When the question's asked though, it's like you know, I could watch a movie that has nothing to do with like a romantic relationship that's like life affirming still. Yeah. And whatever like love my girlfriend more but that's like <laughs> that that you know that like you have to be more specific yeah. otherwise we're just gonna be arguing about nothing yeah you know? which is what we like to do the most yeah that's what we that's my favorite pastime is arguing about nothing <laughs> yeah i mean in hindsight saying in hindsight the movie leaves me with a feeling of like uh kind of not super optimism not very optimistic, a little sad, whatever. Lugubrious. Which, lugubrious, perhaps. <laughs> which which might even, you know, make me, oh, I'm so grateful for my real life situation. But not so much in the moment. It's not, it's not. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to I continue to operate within the framework of the film. But if I have to take a step back and let myself sink in, I, I think, I think if, if I could... You know, if they're a little more narrative, it might have me. Whoa. What? Wait, hold on. But hold on. Wait, wait. Holding? Okay, hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm holding. holding. Okay, you're telling me... Are there romantic scenes that, like, hit? That yeah. Like, wow, this is Big so time. fun. I love this. Big time. Okay. Name name one... Final scene. Name one. Final scene where Mute and Partner link up. Okay. Done. Like, watching... Wait, wait, what do you, wait, what do they do again? What do they what do they do? A uh, mute guy in just... an attempt to engage in human connection and rub rub shoulders so hard it hurts. He fights some random schmoes and then afterwards oh, yeah. sticks around and he has he notices the partner who he's encountered many times but they've never rubbed shoulders. They had all these opportunities, but something about this time is different. And she kind of undoes her hair and you know yeah and it's cute and we can feel we can feel the electricity in the air and then they yeah. ride off on the motorcycle which every motorcycle yeah. scene slaps hard okay yeah this movie made me want to buy a motorcycle and this movie made me buy a motorcycle yeah, that's the real litmus test is did this movie make <laughs> yeah. you want to buy a motorcycle yeah. <laughs> yeah uh um okay okay what you said just a minute ago though about like the I'm trying to remember exactly what the wording was, but you said something about, you know, this movie doesn't hit something because of narrative. But right before that, you were talking about it as like, oh, you said that like 
oh, I'm so glad I'm not in their situation. This is like the same problem with me saying like, oh, like the, this relationship situation isn't literally the exact same no, thing I've been no. in. And like, I would hate my girlfriend if she did this or something like that. I like, and I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, what's positive, what's like, I mean, I don't know. You're probably just making a different point about your general connection with the film. But like in the moment with the, you know, in that moment or whatever with the, the girl, I mean, I don't know. The scene that I would like pull out is probably like the one with the the girl that's like trying to find Blondie or whatever and kill her or whatever when he's like when he first like falls in love and it's like black and white, you know, and like choppy mm-hmm. and she's just like staring off. Like I love like that, I don't know, that scene I thought was particularly kind of like emotionally potent. But the um but the point being like I feel like that like those moments are like what the real like a big part of the real takeaway is of like feeling like it's an affirmation of like the positive positivity of those moments and that the film doesn't like make which i don't know i'm not necessarily saying that you're even saying this saying the film does need to do this but i feel like there's something about like having more of a narrative is to say like you want the film to make like a larger take on like a larger take that you know proves some some kind of take that is either cynical or optimistic or something about some larger aspect of life as opposed to you know I think the film is setting out to do an affirmation of these small moments as opposed to like some kind of grander claim yeah I'm saying um, yeah, operating within the framework of the film, like like accepting it for what it is and working within those bounds. I, I love those moments. I agree with everything you've just said. A, a, a number of them are powerful and good. And what I'm saying is like stepping away, like if I leave the frame of the film, right, and just, you know, actually get back to my roots, if this is fair enough. Um, if you want me to cry, if you want me, if you want the film to have like a lasting impact on me and my attitudes and things like this. Yeah. If you want like the best films, if we're thinking romance or whatever, these things that, you know, make us love our female partners more, uh, (laughs) there's a, like you talk about cries and whispers, sacrifice, whatever, these great things. And my favorite romance films oh yeah whatever favorite romance films anyway (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just saying i really like those moments i like it for what it is i enjoyed it but i think what's keeping it from having a significant impact on me or a lasting impact on me is the lack of a story which speaks to my soul but i i obviously can't argue with that yeah but checkmate no, you know it's like yeah it's like that's just my opinion bro yeah i'm just Check saying me. i'm just saying no no i no no no. like i can't argue with that but i do think i just said this I one do thing think, i do think that the film is um you know as i said earlier like the structure of the film and not having as strong of like a particular narrative which i think i think i after like most of our conversation feel like there actually is a lot stronger thematic and character development and blah 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 to the end than than i initially kind of felt there was um but 
you know, so I don't I mean, I understand it is, it is still not a narratively driven film, but like, I think it still has quite a bit of that. But the point being, you know, it's lack of being driven by the narrative, I think is also, like I said earlier, is what's good about the film. Like that's like what allows, it allows for these transient moments to be as emotionally potent as they are without, like they wouldn't be as like, I don't think they'd be as like strong as, uh, <laughs> I don't think they'd be as strong if, if there was like a, if there was a narrative, they just be, they'd be different. 100%. You know? Yeah. And so I'm saying, so I'm saying it seems, I just find it, I just find it annoying to be like, yeah, this film, like what you're basically claiming is that the film would be better if it had a narrative. Wrong. Which the film would, okay. Well then how is it not? How is it not that? Because that's literally what no, you're saying. No, I like, know. This film doesn't hit because it doesn't have a narrative. Like you're just ex- <laughs> expressing that it has like a... No, my pur- the know. whole the whole purpose of the whole operating within the frame is to say, look, the movie is what it is and to change it, it'd be a different movie. I see, Yeah. you know, I agree with everything you've just said here, right? It's what the film is trying to accomplish and doing quite well. Right is like forsaking a narrative structure, you know, and enhancing these like very like this very momentary atmosphere and all these things. Yeah. And within the frame, which is to say, to accept it for what it is, I think it does it well, et cetera, et cetera. All these good things. Yeah. And but you. But it's the yeah, way you would outside, say it. But outside the, of that, it's yeah. It's but the just, way you would you just feel like, that you feel that it's like it's like damned in the sense in form. I don't know if it's damned in form because I don't know, you know, maybe someone else or, you know, some other thing with this form would do it. But to me right now, the way you would say about any film, if you say, look, this film, you know, didn't really, you know, strike into my heart of hearts and maybe you offer reasons X, Y, Z, right? And then someone says, well, if it didn't have X, Y, Z, it'd be a different movie. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it should have X, Y, Z. I'm saying why i think it didn't strike into my heart of hearts it yeah. this movie struck so into my heart problem, this movie struck problem, deep into my heart but heart of hearts uh, i don't know okay that doesn't mean anything but yeah the um okay but yeah your problem is with form though right like is with the limits that like he picked and that like be, even even if you think like maybe there is like a like you think that for this film, you guys realize that when you do that, it's backwards, right? Like it's the opposite. Oh, what? yeah. So it looks like you're like operating the gun with your mouth instead of oh. sticking it in your mouth. Yeah, there you go. Okay. 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 Just but, a little visual but you humor. Are, <laughs> but you are. <laughs> but you are saying though. I mean, you still are, like, saying that the the film is the way that it is. Like, it didn't hit for you because it lacked a certain formal element, right? Like, a certain, like, the form. The form is what is holding it back for you. That is what it feels like, though I'm not really sure. Because I can probably think of things that have, you know, also a non-narrative structure that are yeah. extremely striking. But just for example... Mm-hmm. This like VHS sequence or the the video yeah. sequence, I can see myself crying at that, but not in yeah. this film, right? Oh, that's what that's what I'm confused by is like why? Because and and I think that the reason why is 
probably more complicated than just it didn't. Well, I just feel like, oh, yeah, I mean, well, no, no, yeah, it's not that it didn't. Oh, I, I think what, well, it could be a narrative thing. It could be the fact that, like, I think intentionally the audience feels pretty disconnected from the film in general. Um, but I think a, a narrative also has something to do with that. Um, yeah, I'm not damning the form. but And I think okay, this I'm film just... couldn't exist without the form, and I love this film. Okay, but you're saying that there's no way you could watch this film, you know, you know, like no, maybe whatever, maybe like I watch it again. And, maybe I watch it again and I cry. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Maybe, is maybe you like, could cry like for us right like, now. Maybe I cry right now. <laughs> just think about it. Yeah, it's just that there's like um, I don't know. There's like a finality to the claim that like this film could never make me cry, or this film like is not no. like in a, if this if this scene was in a different film, then maybe I would cry, but not this one. You know, I don't know. It's just like that's what I'm taking issue with, like that kind of. I don't know. Listen, I'm crawling in the dark in a three by three Vietnam tunnel, jungle tunnel, of my own subconscious. Okay, just trying to like navigate my own experience and and reflect in whichever way I can. But have you ever tried to make a mirror out of Vietnam jungle soil? It's not you're not going to get far. Okay, so it's hard. I'm just doing my best. I'm not saying that I wouldn't cry if I watched this again right now. I might cry. I might come. Mm-hmm. Vini, vidi, vici. What is it? Just vini. <laughs> vini, vini, vini. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, I'm not making any claims about the form per se. I'm just trying my best to observe why it didn't strike my heart of hearts. No, that's. That's fine. I guess just the issue is that you state it as the reason why. Okay. And then it's like argumentative. Like now I'm realizing that the issue is that you're stating it. And then I'm like, well, why? And then it becomes an argument as opposed to, I think that the reason why maybe is because of this. And then we talk about it, you know, as opposed to it being like, you know, does that make sense? Jacob wants to die. I'm, fe- I'm, feeling like I'm, I'm hearing a lot of you statements. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Okay, I agree. Maybe. All right, guys. What is? Let's take a step up. What is art? Art does not exist. All right. I'm interested it's an illusion. in this. Art is an illusion. Ah, taking the old Rick and Morty approach. Next thing you're going to tell me, love is just a series of chemical reactions, baby. No, 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 no. This is a platonic position. This is ripped straight out of the Republic. Ah. Art is a form? Art is merely... Like a hexagon? No, art art is not a form. It is a (laughs) representation of the form. (laughs) What is the form? Art is a hexagon. So the form is the pure... You know, thing in itself, and so all art is merely its derivative of the form, and therefore impure. Yeah, but what is the form it's derived from? What do you mean, like the form of art? Yeah, creation. Okay. 
So you're you're it's, you're usurping God. Pen. You're 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 usurping God when you make art, and that is um, what? That's bad. That's so wrong. <laughs> wait, you're usurp. Wait, say that again. You're usurping God. No, when you he's what? being fake. He's being a charlatan. We all know I'm, about Chartres. Or is it I'm Chart? Being... You're being. You're being. You're being. Human, I am being. Human being. I Listeners being. of the show will know that I have recently started to dabble in the works of Heidegger. I've recently started and his being. existential philosophy concerning the question of being and uh, fallen angels. Anyways. Really. <laughs> Art of being what? What? Being what? Addicted to cigarettes. Yeah, being addicted to cigarettes. <laughs> of, of wishing yeah. the art of being. This of, movie made uh, me being wish. Wishing that you could smoke everywhere. This, this movie, movie made, made me, me want to smoke. This was a smoking kino. This so movie true. made me want to shop on Wish.com. For cigarettes. <laughs> For cigarettes and love. <laughs> vape, a vape off of Wish.com. AliExpress vapes. AliExpress <laughs> vapes. That's a lot of smoke. <laughs> that's, that's the good stuff. <clears throat> All right. Well, where now? I don't know. We could wrap it up, where or we now? could pick up where some old classic arguments. Sam, didn't you and I argue about something ad nauseum the other day? Uh, something movie related. It was some, yeah, something similar to what John was saying about you making these these bold claims, and then. <laughs> <laughs> like something the entire conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. Well, yeah. Because no, 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 like we were literally talking about funny games, and we have this whole like really good. We no. we had like a whole what? <laughs> this conversation is banned on the podcast. <laughs> well, it's not. Games. This is not going to become a conversation about funny games. It's just we were talking about we we're having like <laughs> a think. really good conversation <laughs> about funny games, and like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just says. And that's why I believe this is God talking to me, or, or something, something like to that effect. And I was like, "What the f- games is proof of God's existence?" Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just like totally, basically, just like a non sequitur. Although I vaguely understand what you're trying to tell me. As it matters. Look, the problem is the problem is is that Troy is not a single conversation type guy. You have to have hundreds of conversations before you understand anything <laughs> he's saying. This is a testament. Like, this is a testament to that in their when, veracity. When he says that, when he says that, when he says that, this like I I kind of know what he's talking about. For the record, about, I know exactly what Troy said. Yeah, that's after. No, I I feel like the um. <laughs> I don't no, know. Okay, it's yeah. because no? it's because the, the I feel like the claims you make are often like uh, sentimentally or emotionally driven. It's like yeah, this feels right, and then yeah. but you're making them. You're like the way that you state them are almost like as like analytic like arguments yeah. where you're like where you're like this is literally true because of A, B, and C. When like you know, like the and the the argument to be made is like you know requires a certain there's like so many fundamental claims going on um yeah this is what dog this is work this is you know you can blame you don't blame me blame trier blame dogville this is what dogville did to me it gave me incredible incredible moral confidence i'm a big fan these days and in general (laughs) of 
We're just saying what feels right. Of generalizing one's own inner experience. Troy, you have done this and, uh, for years. For you. No. Yes. No, no, no. I think there's two things Absolutely. going on. Hold on, hold on. Absolutely. Hold on. I have a real – I have real – I think there's two things going on. One, there's my level of comfort with generalizing my personal experience onto the world, which I think is the right way to go about things. And two, when I introduce controversial ideas, I – way strongly prefer to start with a black and white version and then argue out the nuance rather than start with some type of spectrum idea which is like so lame and then it's like you know what's really the point you know if like if all you want to do is talk about the way in which it's gray it's like well what's even the idea all you keep talking about is the gray so i like to start with black and white and work backwards well i think i think that the the issue with it though is that like you don't it's not even that you i mean i don't know because i have an, I have an example There's, i have a perfect um, example but you go ahead okay sorry. unless you want to hear but, it. okay now okay i mean i never i mean i'd rather just hear the example but i also am going to say this one thing so when jacob knew fist bump the what's on either side of that fist bump i think is not the same thing and i think is incredibly complicated and very yeah. very i think i think your guys conceptions of what what he's hearing and agreeing to is not what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that what you're, I mean, so, which I don't know, I'm not necessarily against. I'm not necessarily against. Because, yeah. like, you know, when you say that, when you say, when you make that statement, I'm like, yeah, it's so true, so based. Like, I'm with it. But, like, I know that if we start arguing about it, that there's, like, there's probably a very large rift between. Oh, massive. Like, I think that's part the, of why the fist bump was so funny. Uh, but yeah. Elsmore and I also... We know how to operate in the, uh, the the credibility economy, you know. The credibility economy. Yeah. I, Does that just mean like when you mention God, you fist bump? Yes, that's exactly what it means. Yeah. Okay. okay here's my perfect example. <laughs> so I will introduce this idea as a black and white idea, and then you guys cry because that's what you guys do in the past. Were you guys trying to shit talk me when I was going to the bathroom? Big time. No, no, no. Sorry, I kind of. I. What the fuck, I John? Mean, no, I, yeah. Hold right. on. Let's get an example. Okay. Here's the claim. <laughs> Right, yeah. Let me let me quickly generalize my personal experience and transform it into a synthetic claim about the world that applies to everyone at all times. Watching a movie with someone else is wrong and should not be done. And if you want to get but really you crazy, you don't even think that though. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Okay, let, sorry. Make, all right, let me make more time. <laughs> what did you say? I said, I said, no, you don't. And this is where the argument starts. Cause we have oh, to yeah. Let me make it more technical. Watching a, watching a quote-unquote serious film for the first time with someone else is wrong and should not be done if one Try, shares true. similar See, motives to me, which is, yeah, just, you have to get into like the motivation. I just feel like you're saying point. like this is like something you've recently discovered, but this is something you've been doing for almost as long as I've known you. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is not a new claim. Oh. And then oh, – basically like putting it in such a way to where it almost requires someone to argue with you or like that like you say something that the average person would find ridiculous like that um even though you might be able to convince them you've immediately made them feel off the rip they're like that is wrong like i know you're wrong about this because you've you've yeah, and then it well, positions mm -hmm. and because of that you know the resulting conversation that could have been 
let's investigate an idea that neither of us know is mm-hmm. for certain. <laughs> it becomes Troy is dead certain about this thing, and I know he's wrong, and yeah. I have to show him that he's wrong. And then you're like, "Why we're on the same page here? We're yeah. trying to figure out All right. what's going on." Just to prove, we're just trying to figure out what's just going to, on. Just to prove, man, just to prove that I. Why are you so mad at me, man? We know we're on the same page. <laughs> Okay, just to prove you, you guys way, that Troy, I know what you're talking. Let me prove that I know what you're talking about. Let me rephrase. You know, I think something we don't think about enough is the company we share when we watch a movie for the first time. And I think it'd be interesting to talk about and you're, think about. No, you're purposely yeah, yeah, you're making it, it sound so, lame. so ridiculous. Like you're purposely no, no, making no, it sound you want you want me to no. just introduce an idea like, no, no, hey, no, maybe no, let we, me say let's it. talk let me say about it. this. Let me say but, it. Let me but say But I agree. Hold on, I want to agree. But there's a now there's a tertiary thing. There's the black and white. Let's forget about the gun. Why can't you just ask black someone what they think about a subject without asserting what you believe? <laughs> what? Or being. Well, we're like, having. What? We're, like, ask someone the, like, you start with an assertion. Uh-huh. And you do it in such a way that is, you are certain of this fact. Hold on. Thing? Why are you just telling me this? Why aren't you asking me if I do that? <laughs> yeah, no, fuck no, off. no, 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 fuck no, off. no, Troy, no. No, like, it's totally fine. This. It's totally Troy, fine to state a view. Troy, Troy, it took me a long time to become comfortable with actually, like, telling you that I think you're wrong about something, and I just believed that you believed all of these insane things, like, and it took a long time for me to realize, like, oh, like, it's not, you know, because I'm not, I'm not, like, the most, like, disagreeable person, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm, like, a certain level of, like, agreeable, and so, like, I think the issue is... Okay, so that's, I mean, that's one aspect. But the other aspect is, and the thing I was going to say earlier was the, um, what was it? Oh, okay, I'm going to make the statement about, like, the, you know, and, like, I'm even going to say as my claim. Yeah. And you say, I feel like watching, first of all, I feel like, or I think, you know. Yeah. Like, as, like, are already a certain level yeah, of, like, yeah. uncertainty, you know. It's like, I feel like watching a movie with somebody else sometimes ruins the experience or can totally ruin the experience mm-hmm. like and i think a certain certain kinds of movies you know are best watched alone mm-hmm. now that's that, but this is a that's basically what you think well no right? no like, no this is a style difference or this isn't just a style difference because i think like your argument is almost about the existence of exceptions and that like the primary view is that watching movies with other people is fine and like your claim is about well actually there exist some exceptions Whereas, like, my goal is to, like, reframe the entire idea of watching movies with people. But, I mean... Well, maybe this is a bad example because I, I just I'd like to hear disagree. Because ins- this is something we actually disagree on. The problem is something where we actually do almost all the way agree, but it starts off feeling as though you believe something entirely different because you're making... It. So, so, it's not... It's I, not feel like this this is, I feel like this itself. is a case of that, no? You think we actually uh, disagree? No, I think no, I think we agree ninety percent. Well, I think I think different. I, okay, probably. I mean, yeah, something like that. But like, but I also there's also a certain degree to which it's like different but good. Like both good, both, both good. good, different. You know, and, and it's like it's like well, yeah, but, you know this came up with like the movie we just watched too, where it's like there's like a certain level of like. You know, there needs to be a final statement about this movie didn't like knock my socks off ten out of ten, mm-hmm. but I liked it. You know, you know, and that's yeah, like both good. an important, but like the, 
you know, the the emphasis isn't on like the exploration of what is also good about this thing. It's about like making claims about the top tier or the number one thing, you know. I don't know how well this applies to what you're talking about, but I know what you're talking about. And I think, right, just the general idea of both good is fine and true, right? Like, yeah, if we, you know, went down this rabbit hole of uh, company when viewing, we would certainly, right, I'm not going to not say both good. Of course, both good in different contexts, yada, yada, yada. But, like, the point is not to, in this case, whatever, I don't want to get too sidetracked on this specific case, but, like, not to get into the, you know, like, of course, there's exceptions, and, of course, both good in certain contexts. But there is a big difference between what I'm putting forth and what the, the mainstream conception is, and that's my yeah. focus. Okay, so then, like, the claim should be as stated as one that whose, like, its purpose is to reframe as opposed to make a... You, you know what I yeah. mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I could say, yeah. Because that, that's off. what the claim... Because if the claim is if the claim is to switch perspective and then make the statement, yeah. that's different than you know walking up to you know. Why well, wouldn't I do mean, this? I don't also, know. it hurts my feelings. Yeah, I know the you. I think this, part hurt my feelings a little bit. Of course, I I'm think. Sorry. <laughs> well, Come I on. know, but it makes it look. No, I mean, I know, I know you actually do feel that way, but you know, depending on the conversation, it really is hard to tell whether it's like. You know, it's like the fact that I'd have to push you into a conversation where you're like, okay, well, I obviously, you know, nothing is certain, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. in order to feel as though it's like an open-ended thing and not like a, this is the way it is thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. The statement, the statement feels as though it is a, a universal claim with nothing else to be talked about when it's stated as opposed to like an opening to a conversation. And that's what I mean by the, that's what the I think thing is about. It's not, it's not about, I don't think that you actually feel that way. It's that it's stated to be that way. And then there's like a framing of it in that way. Even if that isn't, even though I know better, like, because yeah. I've known you for like long enough that you're not going to say things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's you know? what I'm shooting for is this, this, like, I mean. Like it should be assumed that you think. Yeah, it should be a little more. Benefit of the doubt, see, like you should you pretend said, like it's you saying these things and not, you know. Yeah, but I think I almost feel like Come it on. comes down to being like, it's almost like being, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like being polite. Like, of course I'm grateful for what you did, but I'm going to say thanks anyways. Like, of course you should know that I'm grateful for yeah. something you've done for me, yeah. but I'm going to say thank you. So that nah, you, this is different. So that you know, no, I don't. I feel like it is. Well, I know, I know what you're saying. I, think, I know. What I you're think. Saying. I think that's right. I think that's right. It's like it's like because eventually people will become uncertain as to whether or not you're actually thankful if you're not. It's not like reminding them, but you literally tell someone. Yeah, but these what, yeah, but these take place in like super different contexts. I agree with what you're saying and the general idea. Right, uh, but like, thank you is an expression of politeness. And politeness, like, takes place in, like, not that, like, oh, when we're really talking, we should be impolite. But, like, they're, they're at different, like, social levels. No, but it's, like, if when we're, having, we're like, really super... talking, you should know that I, mm -hmm. that I am polite and that I do thank you or something like that. I know, like, but you guys, you guys don't do this. Like, you don't preface every idea you have with, you know, a million disclaimers that we all assume to be true all the time. 
Okay. I mean, I, I don't Right? No, Every time no, you put no, forth no, any, guess, if you, guess, if you put forth any view, like there are literally I could well, I feel like you could go through dozens of disclaimers that everyone understands true. to be true about everyone. Yeah, but this is a very very important I one. feel like the line I feel like I feel like the what line very, very of one? where you're drawing I feel like the line of what you're draw, where you're drawing what everyone assumes to be true is way further down the road a lot of the time than I feel it is. So I just I'm and like that, way more trusting of you guys than and, you are of me. No, 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 no! no. Not trusting you. Not trusting you. I just want to. I just want to come out and say that I am. I'm on team. About to come out. I'm on team Troy. Coming out. It looks like you're in a closet, Jacob. (laughs) Yeah, I tried to immerse myself in the fallen angels world by living in a cramped, uh, you know, closet. Basically, where are you saying? Go ahead, John. What the? F- what? Yeah, no, you're Wait, stalking, Jacob. Wait, <laughs> Troy, I'm trying to defend you, and you wanted. Oh, wanted go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't realize that. Hand it over to John. <laughs> the op. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to run. I'm trying to run, run up the ops. Um, I'm John. Trying to spin his block. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm. I don't really understand what the contention is i feel like because i and i also missed some of the conversation so i'm not like correct me if i'm if i'm misinterpreting but you guys are just taking issue with troy making like grandiose claims about things like when you talk about film and uh he doesn't he doesn't preface whatever he's saying with like a more nuanced view than um, like just trying to like make some sort of absolute. I mean, can we do the example? Or... Can we do a frame by frame on the example where we can all point to exact things? You know, I'll offer sure. up and even this is a particularly crude version, right? It's what I said earlier, right? Like I think in the most proper, not really, but kind of proper conversation, I would make the claim super technical and go through every single step, right? Like it's an essay, right? But I say so. Yeah, example begins now. I say that uh, when watching a serious movie for the first time, uh, it's wrong to watch it in the presence of someone else. But that's not what you said. John's. Well, what, what did you I say? To me. Movies should be watched alone. Movie. Th- yeah. Okay. Movie, movie theaters should, right, yeah. should, should be. Well, I'm new. trying to balance. I'm. <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> I, yeah, that, I think I did say that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We have to stick with the example. We can't start going crazy. We have to this establish so an bad. example, and you can say what your problem is with it, and what all this stuff, you know. <laughs> okay, okay. This okay, seems okay. fair, but to Sam's point, I'm trying to balance the technicality. Like, if I go, if I go so untechnical yeah. that not even I feel good about it, right? Like, if I just say, you know, fuck movie theaters or something, <laughs> you know. But I think a moderately but not too technical claim is a serious movie when watched for the first time, you know, is wrong to watch with someone else. You should be watching it by yourself, and it's seriously wrong to watch it with someone else. So, this is, this is, okay, not to nuke the example too much, but just to say, like, you know, this is a, this is, um, so real world example. Uh Uh-oh. I say, I watched this movie, this happened several times, I watched this movie, I went to the theaters and watched this movie, it was so good, and the first statement that Troy makes is something like, that's terrible (laughs) that you watched a movie in a theater, why would you do that? Or like, or like, that sounds fun, but that sucks you watched it with other people. Or something, something along that, those that lines. That second one sounds more real. 
Yeah, and the yeah the second I'm one. A nice yeah, guy. That, the reason I said the second one is because I was refining. Uh, but the um, you know, but it said you know in like a joking tone and this and that. But you know, it's by opening with that. You know, I immediately like want to like argue with you and not share anything about the movie. You know, or like, and that the thing is, is that it's like it becomes. I think that the problem with the the way that the statement is made you know so that's an example of it being like in reaction to something else not just like you are starting the conversation and it becomes a problem but like when you start the conversation it's back to the way that you said it or whatever just barely to your example it's like you say the claim and the claim is framed in such a way because of the way that it's said and I think that it is a style thing. Like, I think that the style thing is, like, key here. Is that, like, or, like, a very big part of it. It's framed in such a way that if I am to respond to it, I am immediately opposed to you. Like, basically, like, I have to be opposed to you. And that, like, it becomes more about the... It, like... It's not a conversation about the pros and cons of watching a film with someone or not with someone and why one might not be better it's about interpreting what you mean which you know a byproduct of that is we start understanding a little we start discussing that but it's more but it's directed it's not like we're talking about a tertiary thing that isn't either of us it's like we're talking about your claim and what you think about it and trying to figure out what that is as opposed to you know, I don't know, which is the thing is like, is you can still make claims and think things are right. And like, I'm, I also, you know, recently have gotten way more comfortable, like making universal, like what you said earlier about like, you know, I feel a certain way about something and just like being like, yeah, that's the way it is. And just like stating it yeah. like as universal claims. And that's like, I think that that's fine. Like, I don't like, I, I understand like the want to lean away from some kind of like neurotic qualifying of like mm-hmm. okay i know that this is like not for sure you know but like i you know like that's like that's like obviously annoying and impractical and not interesting and also not even what you probably think in the first place um but i don't know i think <laughs> what sam said about like saying thank you or whatever is is right in the way that it is like Though I take it for granted that there's, like, I should be taking it for, like, trusting that there are nuances to what you're saying. The way that it's stated allow, doesn't, allows the invest, it's it's more about the investigation of those nuances is immediately argumentative and, you know, pointed towards you and what you're trying to, what you actually think or something, Mm -hmm. as opposed to talking about the idea. Two things. One... For the first example about, hey, Troy, saw a movie in theaters, it was awesome. And I respond the way yeah. like that. Yeah. I think the improp- – like, I want to focus on the impropriety of the second example because in that case, it, like, almost doesn't really – like, the real issue is it's, like, a kind of a dick move. Like, it's, it's just not nice. Not to, like, trivialize yeah. it, but it's, yeah. like, what? You tell yeah. me you saw a movie and I, all, I, I, all I do is undermine – the validity of your experience of it or something or like tell you that i think yeah. oh you didn't really watch which it which i realize 
I realize you know that, and that's part of why you're saying it, because it's funny. But, like, but there's also, like, you know, I think the two are still connected, though. Because I think that the impropriety is is still at play in the the original example. Yeah, but, but what's more glaring in the first example is just me being rude, sure. which I will cop to. But the sure. second one, and not cop to in a way like, that's me, you know. Yeah. Tell yeah, me you yeah. watch the movie in theaters and see what I say next time, buddy. But, um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think there's just a problem of like, like to what degree I'll agree with the argumentative nature that's probably unnecessary, you know? And like, maybe it could be done away with just like one disclaimer of like, I want to present this, like just saying, Hey, I want to present this as an argument, but like, whatever. Or you say, I want to talk about this idea I have. And it just starts with instead of me making a claim for you to def- to argue against, it's just like I want to tell you an idea, you know. Um, but yeah. like with anything, it's like I if I if I know what I'm saying will be disagreeable, and like I have to make some type of reduction move, right? Like I can't lay it all out. Like telling anyone an idea that you know they'll disagree with, and an idea you have to reduce for like just language purposes you know so like do play my part in this convo in a way that i think that 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 you feel like undoes most of the like the primary issues um and and i'm and and i'm assuming a context of like we've come together to talk for reals you know Oh, we've come together. To well, talk. I'm saying like as opposed to like the phone thing where it's like you're just telling me about something and then like I'm like, you know, raping the conversation instantly. Well, I – okay, this is the problem. Like we're talking right now like is we're a, really talking. Yeah, yeah. But the issue with that is that we've accepted like a cert, certain amount of like premises that are not present all the time that like I think the issue with this is that like – the the line of we're really talking now i think this is part like the framing of the conversation is at play here with like when this day because i was about to say i'm going to make the same i'm going to say something but i'm going to say i'm going to like restate what you're going to say and i was going to say i'm going to state it as a casual claim because that's what i feel like you're doing is that your state you're like i feel like it's usually like the the context in which that you're making like the the universal claims are you it's usually very unclear what conversation you're having i see in the first place yeah like we're in some like, kind of casual discord convo yeah and then yeah I, and so for i you, drop something yeah. and it's not clear if it's like a nuke or if it's just a little joke or if it's just a yeah and there's like there's like a lack of there's like a lack of reworking like you're going to say it as if it's like universally true you know it's like yeah so i think uh you're retarded if you think god doesn't exist or something like you like you're gonna like say something like that um not necessarily that you'd say that i would never say that yeah whatever (laughs) but the, the the thing is is that you like it's saying something like that in that will be that the same statement will be said basically in the same way every single time and what changes is how you react once somebody reacts to it you know and so if for me to so you asking me to say 
the claim in a way that fixes the problem. I need a context because it's like not fair because it's not some, you know, I don't know. It's different based yeah. on the context. It's not so like much what I say or when I say it. Is that, or it's as much what I say as when and where I say it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I think so. I don't know. Sam, what do you like? Well, so I kind of want to move, not to derail this. I want to give people yeah, space, but I also want to, I think we can loop in more people if we bring it into an actual discussion well, yeah, of the claim. Well, can I, can I just say that, I don't know, as a, as a fellow enjoyer of absurd, like generalist absolute claims, I just want to say like, I don't really see I don't know what the issue is exactly. And, um, like, again, I, it's kind of hard if there's not, like, a specific example. And uh, I felt like it was implied earlier that, like, I just pretend to understand what Troy's saying, but actually I'm just a retard that, like, is in no, my no. in my own world and that Troy's making some, a claim with some substance behind it and I'm just, like, agreeing with like the veneer <laughs> surface level no. retard claim and that basically I'm a retard. I, and, uh, sorry, let me, let me I, fix I want that. To, I want to say that... John's in the hot seat now. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's no, true. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> wait, let me... I feel on, like, me... but, but my, my point is, is when, for instance, when Troy or whoever says some some like big claim like that of like yeah i watched this movie it made me believe in god if that if you didn't feel the same way then you're a fucking retard like i understand well hold on i never say that second part <laughs> you guys keep putting on this thing on the end of my statements i understand this like i feel like i yeah like i relate <laughs> to that sentiment and I, like i know like i always know i always know what's really being said and I feel yeah. like I don't understand Hold what on. the contention is with like no. just like me... hearing some out there Hold claim. Up. John wants to let him sink in. Hold, Hold up. Let me this is like no, this is Okay. First of all, Jacob, I did not say that you're an idiot for agreeing with Troy or something and you have no idea what you're talking about. What I was saying is that you know I'm, I'm, if, when Troy makes a statement like that, I'm actually inclined to be like, yeah, that's actually so true, you know. Uh, yeah. This is the, and like, I'm, you know. But for but, the pod, he likes like, to I'm not act even, like he doesn't agree with me. No. Uh, I'm just kidding, sorry. But the, uh, but the problem, the, the thing that I was pointing out was that, like, if, like, you and Troy were to, you know, the the conception of god and what you're talking about there's like i think probably you know i don't know i don't want to i i understand troy's position more than i do your jacobs but the um but i get the impression that there's like there's like a there is a strong difference in cosmology that makes the statement matter like the the difference in what's going on in, in, when when between you two where there is you know there's a severe amount of overlap that you could say matters more or something which i might agree with you know and i might be and you know which i think is part of why i'm like yeah totally i get what you mean i agree with that you know or like so base so true or whatever is probably more realistically like <laughs> i'd respond when that when a statement like that is made um 
Yeah, I was just saying. I was just saying that, like, well, how, you know, how do you think the, it's different from, like, someone makes someone makes an observation that's like really high level, and there's all these hidden, you know, there's a bunch of hidden rationalization or, or reasoning, and yeah. like at some level, you'll just agree with the conclusion that you don't understand. Like, you may suspect even that you have different reasonings, you know. Like, because I'm on board that like no, Elsmore probably doesn't know my little my ma- my little reason machine, but but might just feel comfortable enough with my conclusion plus some type of maybe well, I credibility. Feel like just by virtue of me relating to the conclusion, like to some extent, you can kind of backwards reason. Like I don't know. I feel like like and I do a lot of um. Like, for instance, with the whole God thing, right? I do a lot of, like, just sort of, uh, like, joking around and LARPing as, like, a funda- like being a fundamentalist Christian or something. But actually, I feel like my conception of, like, God or, or you know, whatever probably aligns a lot more with, like, uh, I don't know. Richard Dawkins. I'm not going to speak for Troy, but, like, what, what Troy probably thinks than, like, um you know something else the god element of this and brings like, into problems because i feel like it's not really what john's talking about but also god sure, god is a subject like, that has brings in a bunch of stuff it's just an example right because like um i don't think that you could say i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't like agree with something if i didn't feel like i shared sure like a lot of common like commonality on like what we're even talking about sure like i'm i okay so this is like you know i mean maybe maybe i made a mistake by probably pointing it out in the first place but the but the um so like yeah i didn't i didn't mean to like generalize you know your ability to like uh you know, I mean, there's a degree to which you knew, like whatever fist bumping Troy. You know, the real problem here is that Troy Troy agreed with me and then doubled down on the the part that I said that what you guys are thinking about when you, in your conceptions of God is different enough that it makes the fist bump funny. Um, well, I think that's part the, of it. Yeah. I think yeah, no, it's definitely part of it. But you know, m- maybe it's it's more so that I think Troy's. Oh my gosh! I don't want. I do not want to talk about like nature of God right now. This is not. Well, no, good. but I know. Uh, I do think but, it's a God thing because if someone, I think, outside of like the you know, the religious community, you know, like sure. if someone says to if one guy says to another, "I believe in God," and the other guy says, you know, "Base true, me too." You know, assuming they're both you know formidable men, and not in this like you know, some you know they're not Mormons or like fundamentalists or whatever yeah. they i think they have a sense where it's like i have no idea what you think but i but like there's some sure. type of trust I about mean, like we're on the same like we're both on to the same yeah. thing but i like you're probably no. on some schizo stuff i'm on some schizo stuff no idea how you got there but we're I'm, probably on the same we're on to the same scent or whatever it is I'm with it. I'm with it. And, you know, if Jacob agrees with that, you know, look, I was probably, it's unfair of me to point that out as being like um, an example of what we were talking about before. And I see it as being like 
probably probably separate. Even though Sam, Sam brought it up as being like, you know, there there is the social aspects of it of the um, the social aspects. You know, there's still there's still it being an absolute claim stated as perfectly true, like right at the end of a conversation, or like you know, that's it's relevant in that in that way. But maybe you know the interaction that happened between you and Jacob is obviously like I'm 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 on board. Like I'm on board. Listen, but our audience is so mad at us right now because they're waiting for us so to finally get to the point where they can find out once and for all if it's Worst evil to watch a movie with someone else. Can no, are we? We don't want to do this. No. <laughs> Okay. No, I forgot probably we not. I, I'm down to talk about this. I don't know if I'm down to talk about it right now. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. But the, dude, I mean, fine. Long story short, yes. <laughs> long, long story short, everyone everyone agrees, and there's nothing. We all, I'm sure we all have the okay. same take. I, mean, I think sure we, we do. All have the same take. Yeah. I'm sure we all. I'm sure we all have the same conception of God, and that the differences are. Oh, to all the viewers, write in the comments down below. What what is what do you think? What's God? What is, yeah. What, what is do you God consider? Why? What's the divine why for you? Care why should we about, care? <laughs> why should we care about your personal uh, personal conception? We're back. And right. we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Listen, this movie was good because lots of people worked very hard on it. And it's important so for us to it's, a, it's important for us to acknowledge that. I think we should start acknowledging that at the beginning of every podcast yeah. because it'll start us off on a positive note. That that's like, true, actually. We're happy people. People worked hard on this movie, and we, you know, I feel like we always start off the podcast with some kind of like general weird like, oh, did we like this movie? Yeah, dude. Of course, we like this movie. People worked hard on it. It's a good movie because people worked hard on it. Okay, um, now that that's out of the way. Yeah, on this note, if I can say something. Now that that's out of the way, yeah, I hate this. This is true. Look, this movie's terrible, and I wish nobody. I wish they didn't make look, it. Look, we don't we don't say it enough. They worked hard. We don't say it, it enough. We are, we are, we are surrounded. <laughs> you a little too. Hard. Listen, we're living in a golden <laughs> age of access, and we are just constantly on a routine basis watching films of just unbelievable quality and you know sometimes we get lost in the sauce and we start to think well this movie sucks compared to sacrifice and da 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 but we we, we need to take a step back sometimes is, and say Joy is speaking for I'm speaking for all of us and not the podcast. I'm speaking for all the viewers who think well yeah this movie was good but it's no house that Jack built and to that I say look maybe you're right maybe you're not but sometimes we have to take a step back and realize that this movie is so awesome you know, this is a movie. Fallen Angels. Look, is it going? Is it getting a five for me? I'll tell you now. Spoiler alert. No. Would I commit murder to preserve it? Yes. Okay. This movie is awesome. Wait. What? You commit murder? To preserve Would you not? It? <laughs> nah, bro. This movie ain't a five though. But like, I'd kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? Would you? Like, what have you given a five to? What's your five? Wings I can't design. believe we just had this whole conversation, Troy, and then you moved. <laughs> huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, Sorry. Wait, is this wait? Is this a real? Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Is that a real? Is that a real statement? Just say yes or no. I think it's worth thinking about. Oh my god! 
Oh, dude, my Troy, God. you literally okay. Look, we're gonna rewind. I, I kill, I kill you to insert, preserve this movie. You know, Troy's dude, the tenant podcasting. <laughs> Tenant, 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 tenant is tenant, no Troy said, Troy, I'd spin, I'd spin. Yeah, I'd no, 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 I would decorate. No, 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 let's not get it. Let's, I would let's, decorate let's, your let's block. Let's not get in the weeds. Let's not to preserve we're not, this movie. We're not talking about, we're not talking about Tenant. All we're saying is that Troy said that the, the movie, Troy, okay, <laughs> two statements were made. Two statements were made. Troy just now said, I'd kill someone to preserve this movie. No, Troy has also said, Troy has also said, Good thing Tenet was made because on the production someone was saved from committing suicide. Now, That's true. Let's say, yeah. So you're like, you know, let's say. Oh, my <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Never mind. This is listen, so bad. Listen, listen, dude. This yeah, is... Let's take this one offline. Wait. Now I want to say something, so it doesn't seem like I'm ready to commit murder. No, it's okay. For this we can game. move on. No, I'm okay. I agree. No, 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 no. That's that what I Troy said. No, I, right, right, right. I agree with that. I'd kill someone on. for this yeah. movie. Yeah, me too. All right, cool. I'd, We're yeah. all on the same page. Kill Troy. Anyway, but I thought your point was right. We probably should start off by just saying a lot of people worked on this movie, and that we're really kill someone. We're really, <laughs> yeah, we should. No matter what we're talking about, I think we can all agree we we would nuke Hong Kong if it meant this movie could be preserved. I would <laughs> I would kill someone for a bootleg copy of this movie. <laughs> yeah, just a copy. If there's one in a movie, if there is a bootleg in a theater, if there is if there is a if there is a child holding the last copy of this film. <laughs> You, and and the only and he's got a death grip. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you already know what's gonna happen. You already know where that kid's going. Okay, okay. Final thoughts then. Um, can I just jump straight to my rating? Do I have to justify it? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, we have to preserve you the say Discord. I like the movie. The dis- and say your the Discorder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I like the movie. Um, wait, you're not uh, up. You're not up. Oh. No, no, no. You're not up. Yeah, there's an there's order. There's an order to sing. Look, Troy, Listen, Troy you're cheats in, because he th- actually wouldn't be at the top. I would be at the top, but Troy streams, and so he gets put Is at that the really top how it works? every time. He does this on what purpose. I, what if I do that? Yeah. Oh. See, now Troy's oh. last. Is it? Troy's last. Okay, now. okay. Well, Gross look, jokes. Dude. I didn't. First of all, I didn't know that. Second of all, joke's on you because whoever goes last has the best chance of winning. Oh, because yeah, they can modify because they get to see what people do sport. before. So we'll we'll see Listen. who comes out on time. All right, All right we'll see what. Yeah, let's gone. see. Go ahead. I I like this movie. It's a good movie. I'd watch it again. I'd watch it again. This is my second viewing. Second viewing, it got better. So I have no reason to believe that the third viewing wouldn't even be better. You know, it hit. I definitely got emotional at a couple points in the movie. I really, I, I don't know, man. It does, it does something a lot of other movies don't do, with these little, little emotional, kind of very potent, like punchy emotional scenes. Uh, you know, the aesthetic is obviously very cool and fun and unique. I'm glad it was made. This movie is a three point. Seven. Oh. Mm. Mm. Hard score to top. <laughs> I, I can't think of a bigger number than that. <laughs> I can't think of a bigger number. Impressive. That's a hard score to top. That's a. Now that that's a. 
That's a big score um, you got there. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Where'd you get it? It's a big... <laughs> Uh, you got a license to carry that score? <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so, yeah, I I also like this movie. Um, I can't... Well, I, something I didn't mention earlier was I actually watched this movie one and a half times. Uh, <laughs> didn't finish it on the second watch. Not because I didn't want to, I did. But for logistical reasons, I actually had to get here on a bicycle... And I had to ride a bike 30 minutes across the city to get to my computer. Um, but Through the hustle and bustle. Yeah, through the hustle and bustle. And the city was just so dynamic, it really just scattered my thoughts. But uh, <laughs> um, basically, I, I actually liked it a lot more from what I saw on the second viewing. And I plan on, on finishing it. And I could imagine myself watching this again um, just to soak up all the vibes. But... Um, I can't say I'd recommend this to someone if they were looking for a movie to watch. Um, uh, unless they were just running out of movies, great movies to watch. Um, so I'd probably give this movie... I'm thinking... Uh, do I have to add a decimal? It has to be... Do whatever you want. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Do whatever you want. The score isn't real. I'm thinking. I'm thinking not. Not not a hard. Not not just like a. (laughs) um, Yeah. No, I'll give it a specific one. I'll I'll say I'll give it like a three point three. Three point. Let's go three point four. Three point four. Quick question: What score would you give Funny Games, and would you recommend? I don't. I don't. Please, let's not. I don't know. Okay. I, I still have told you, I, I don't know if I love or hate that movie. Okay. So I can't. All right. <clears throat> Good. I'm, I'm going to just reiterate a lot of what I said in my opening statement, plus what I've said over the course of the podcast. Uh, this movie, it's very, it's the ultimate sigmatic movie. Um, you know, it's got Blade Runner elements drive elements <laughs> nightcrawler elements the uh, interplay between you know the characters really feel out their world the world doesn't feel empty it feels full like a full glass of heineken on a rainy hong kong night moreover um you know i just want to reiterate that the mute character is clearly the hero and uh he he's able to he's able to be like water and uh, basically fill the fill fit the form of the, any any situation he finds himself in and ultimately that leads him to win the day win the girl escape the darkness and uh, return to heaven. Um, if I were to rate this movie, I think I'd give it. I forget exactly what John said, but it's definitely in the high threes. I'll I'll go three point seven, maybe even three point eight. I'll go three point seven. Oh, okay. And um, and I would I would recommend this movie to anyone, young or old, frail or fit, fat, skinny. <laughs> 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 okay.
Hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, dude, every every time stamp that Troy has sent me to cut out has been because of Jacob. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> First of all, only Jacob could deliver both the most the most accurate and uh true and brave. summation while also coming off as insincere. <laughs> like throughout it, everyone laughing, but also it's really spot on it's and like, insightful. It's the way he, like, says, he says something that sounds like he's making a joke and then he says something yeah, insightful as you're about to start laughing and so you stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're just kind of like... <laughs> so, fantastic. <laughs> okay, I really like this movie. Um... I, it was, it did throw me for a whirl after, you know, with my expectations after seeing In the Mood for Love. Um, but I really liked it. Strong feelings. Um, really enjoyable characters for the most part. I think the only exception is the, I wasn't in love with a crazy prostitute. But um, I cared for these people. I liked these people. I wasn't a big fan of the, the sort of distance I felt. but uh, But that is, you know, what it's going for and it does it well also a good balancing act because at times you feel really distant and at times you feel really close and uh, i think we should all just like next time we see our dads just record them doing stuff uh and then them, and they can watch it later lock them in happy. a bathroom you should hit them lock them in a bathroom them i like you that hit them hit them with things. nonsensically lock them in a small bathroom um, I just want to say that I did concoct the score before I knew your guys' scores, so it's valid and true and universalizable, contrary to John's views, and I'm giving it a 3.7. I, I, I think you guys Whoa. are actually really spot on with that score. So we have a three-way tie here. Sam's the big loser. Sam lost. Damn. Sam's the big loser. <laughs> I forgot 3.7 was bigger than 3.4. I thought 3.4 was the biggest number. <laughs> It's easy to mix yeah, up. Yeah, I thought the scale went backwards. Yeah. The... <laughs> it's like golf. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. I should, no, I should learn. So, very cool. Like, and this will be... Dude, this happens every... Oh. Sorry. Sorry, this will be the first podcast where I don't tell the audience about the upcoming scene by scene. Because it happened. I actually did it. And to massive critical success, I might add. What movie did you do again? Uh, 70, 70, yeah, 71 Fragments. Yeah, 71 Fragments. I, I skipped through it, and it's pretty interesting. The problem with that movie... I didn't I didn't actually I didn't actually watch it, to be honest. No, of I course. Who it. would? It's just kind of funny. Like, skip it the problem it. is the movie is both too easy and too hard to talk about. So, like, I can talk... I, I can that. talk ad nauseum the whole time. <laughs> And observe all the things that are easily observable, but to get to like the really hard stuff, like I, I kind of failed on that front. I think. <laughs> anyway, so I guess. Can I? I want to. You say, say just one thing. I want to just say yeah. one thing. If I could just say yeah, this yeah. one thing. If I could just say this one thing. Um, Jacob, look, we gotta. I think we gotta follow in Jacob's footsteps here. He's got. 
you know, or never mind. I just want to commend Jacob on his on his final statement. Yeah, it really was <laughs> awesome. His final statement. Really, really, really good. it really did. It really inspirational. Yeah, honestly, like we got it. He's he's introducing like a more like uh, artistic or like poetic uh, way of stating like what he thinks about things, and I mean that totally sincerely. Uh, that actually like uh, reveals more than um, you know the way that I feel like we often try to state things or talk about certain themes or ideas or something, you know, like we didn't, I mean, there's like certain, you know, the whole, like, I mean, this is the problem of doing like a conversational podcast in the first place. So it's not that big of a deal, but like, you know, like we didn't address like the, the final, the final moments in like a real way or like get to that point, unless that happened while I went to the bathroom, like, and like I, I don't I think know, I, I don't know. Jacob it. Jacob stated it well. It was honestly probably like probably one of the more most important parts of the film, you know, and 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 uh, was really strong. Like you know, is I don't know. It was really strong. Like uh, uh, indicator of the direction of the film, whether it be positive or downward or cynical or optimistic, you know. And like I don't know. Well, we. I don't know, anyways. Well, we cower and resign ourselves in our impotence in the face of the problem of intersubjectivity. Jacob rises to the challenge. (laughs) Yeah, Jacob rises to the challenge and and, and connects us all. Yeah. While we we spend an hour and a half talking about why we disagree with Troy all the time, (laughs) uh, even though we know we don't actually a lot of the time, Jacob, Jacob is here. He's building bridges. I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is that all? Yeah, why not? Okay, I'll cool. go ahead and say. It. All right. Bye. 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 bye.